This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It's Monty in the Morning in the afternoon. It is the Monty Show. Live at the Maverick Center in Salt Lake City. A pleasure to be with you on a Friday. Yeah, it's already February 17th. I'll be 50 on Sunday. What do you mean you didn't give me anything? NBA All-Star Weekend is here. Big update out of the Pac-12 for you this afternoon. Oh, by the way, did I mention this show is presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. And you know what? I know that there's a lot of people this weekend that are going to go out and be distracted driving. One of those people hits you, that's not your fault. You deserve to be made whole on that. If your car gets totaled, God forbid you get injured. You need somebody who can fight for you. You need an advocate. That's why you go to theadvocates.com or you do not pay until the advocates win your case. Theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Jake? Good afternoon. Yeah. Hello. Is this thing on? Hey, it's All-Star Weekend. It That's is right. on. I had no, By the way, I had no idea. No idea it was All-Star Weekend. It is. I know. You might have heard that, right? You, <laughs> might, you might have heard that it is All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just telling you that, yeah. uh, you know. Um, I think it's really interesting that we're seeing that you, you have so many people. Mm-hmm. That are so fired up about All-Star Weekend. Yeah. I think it's a really critical moment in time for the Utah Jazz. And, I, and why I say that is because the perception versus the reality um, in Salt Lake City, I, I, I just don't know that that is on par across the NBA. Mm-hmm. How many people truly understand the value and the greatness of the state of Utah. And to his credit, Ryan Smith has told anybody who will listen, and I I truly mean that, to his credit, Ryan Smith has told anybody who will listen how great Salt Lake City is, how great Jazz fans are, and how great the state of Utah is. The issue is, so is Duke Volleyball. The issue is, so so is this Russell Westbrook situation. (coughs) So of all of these other stories about inequality, Donovan Mitchell wanting out because of CRT, like all of this nonsense. Mm -hmm. And whether you like that or hate that, the reality is there's a perception about this town, this state, and this team, Jake, in my opinion, that means a lot of NBA guys don't want to play here. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the for for players, you know, the 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 trouble is, is that when Donovan Mitchell left, you know, there was a lot of fear and a lot of, you know, reporting and information that came about that that basically said that, you know, Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell basically, you know, said, hey, like, I didn't love, you know, I didn't love this and that about, you know, Salt Lake City. And I was a little uncomfortable on the streets and the police and yada, yada, yada. You guys all know the story. I don't have to go back through it. But the point just is, is that, you know, Salt Lake has this sort of perception about it. And, 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 and it's unfortunate because I, I don't think the Salt Lake of, you know, 50 years ago is what Salt Lake is today. I think Salt Lake has changed a lot. I think it's no secret that the exodus that happened in California and is happening has impacted Salt Lake City and has impacted markets like Phoenix. And the point just is that Salt Lake has changed a ton. And, and when we talk about... Ryan Smith and the impact he's had, 
this is where I think he's really strong. This is where I think he he is doing a lot. And there are some things that I disagree with. I mean, we had conversations about the Travis Scott thing. We had conversations about a couple other things. But overall, I think Ryan has had a pretty positive impact on the community. And I think that that all stems from the fact that he's from here. And yeah. I think, you know, you, you can only, and I'm not from here. And I think it's a really important part of the conversation. Ryan Smith being from Salt Lake City, I think gives him a unique perspective. He remembers his childhood in Salt Lake. He remembers going to BYU. He remembers, like, he has all these memories that were in Utah. And that's why I think he has so much passion for for accomplishing what he wants to accomplish. Because I'm not going to sit here and say that that the image of this town needs to be fixed, per se. I know. Oh, I, I am going to say that. I, I don't think there's any doubt that the the imagination of this league, the NBA, runs wild. There's no doubt about that. And and you hear about all the issues that Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell professed to have had. You hear about it, it, the Duke volleyball situation, and you are crazy if you think that Duke volleyball situation was solved or quelled or nobody's going to forget that. You, you don't forget that Don Staley in South Carolina refused to come and play here. All of those things, those are like within the last year. Let me ask you this, though. It, with, the, with the volleyball thing, do you think that that situation is a Utah issue or a BYU issue? Because because I think that that you can make a strong case. And it may behave. Like, for a lot of people nationally, this would get lumped into the state of Utah. I, I get that. I'm not even trying to deny that. But I think, you know, for for the vast majority of people who live here, you know, and kind of experience, we yep. all know that that, that Provo in, in, you know, Utah County are – are is basically a different world than than Salt Lake County. We know that it's two different sects of the state, and that's what's what's really interesting. Because nationally, we all remember CNN and Fox News and MSNBC, and everybody was all over the fact that Duke, you know, made these claims, and then South Carolina wouldn't come and play their game for volleyball, and like it, it kind of snowballed. So to me, it's like. You know, yeah, there's a reputation issue, but I don't know, is that nationally, is that seen as BYU's issue or is that like a Utah thing? Oh, I think it's a Utah thing. I don't think there's any doubt. And I would love to hear from you guys on the show today. So we talk NBA All-Star Weekend, the excitement of having the event in town here at the Maverick Center. There is a big, big name Hooper coming in, doing an exclusive private event at the Maverick Center, which is completely remodeled for it. Like, I mean, it's crazy the magnitude and the scope of the NBA All-Star Game. And I still get excited about things like the skills competition, the dunk contest, the three-point shot. Like, I get excited about the Rising Stars game. I get excited about all the things that surround this event. But yeah, I absolutely think perception versus reality of the NBA All-Star Game in Utah, I think it's a big deal. I think this is a big moment. And you see um, that you have, uh, you know, Ryan Smith and Dwayne Wade hitting, you know, inside the NBA today. You, you see them on first take. You see that Ryan Smith on, on CNN this morning with Poppy Harlow. Mm -hmm. And what is he talking about? The perception of Utah is not the reality of Utah that we have to espouse about how great Utah is. And well, there's a reason he's doing that. Because I think Ryan Smith is acutely aware as a businessman that there are struggles that come with the perception of what life is like in Utah. <laughs> And I think nine out of 10 people have no idea how spectacular it is here. Mm -hmm. I don't think nine out of 10 people understand why we choose to live here, why we make this our home, why, why this is a choice destination. You know, we were talking about this in Lake Tahoe over the weekend that, you know, it, 
Utah, in my opinion, is just superior. Like Park City is superior to, to Lake Tahoe. Like the culture, the food, the people, the the atmosphere, the the weather. Like you can you can count on all of that. Thanks. I don't think people around the country agree with that. I don't think people agree with that because they don't know about that. So what do they do? They rely on the the sensationalism that they remember. That's what they remember. They remember Duke volleyball. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about whose fault it is or what the perception is, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters at all because I think perception is always reality. Yeah, it's always reality when it comes to what people think. You know, like it, it is. It is remarkable how many people. And again, this is just me, but it's remarkable how many people talk to me about the Mormons mm -hmm. before I lived here. It like we were riding in a gondola. Yeah. We were it, 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 it heavenly and people. Oh, you guys are from Salt Lake City. Oh, what about the oh, Mormons? Are you guys LDS? That I, like it's amazing. I, I have to be honest with you. I've lived here over a decade. Nobody's ever come up to me and said you're going to join the church. Like that's never happened to me. And remember when I lived in Sandy, I had Bishopric surrounded my house like in god's name image and likeness stake president on my right bishopric on my left bishopric across the street yeah you know like you we and did they ever did they ever try to come and kidnap us and it dude it doesn't happen here it does not happen here i can tell you maybe once in that 10 years and only because it was a stake president i think i had missionaries knock on my door one time mm -hmm. another thing i constantly hear about well it just doesn't happen. Yeah. It, I think people don't understand what life in Utah is like. I, I just, I think they don't. How much of you is happy about that, though, like on some level? Because to me, you know, we all know the brand, you know, Utah sucks, don't move here. We like, we know that brand. You see the stickers on cars. You see the shirts. And part of me is like, damn, dude, like, yeah, there is a perception issue. But for those of us who are not Tom Homo or Ryan Smith, is the perception issue really that impactful in the day to day? Is the fact that a you know a, a, a Californian thinks that the whole state is you know LDS and they're going to come knock on your door and find you and take you into the chapel? Like, is that it, like because they think that does that impact you on the day to day? Because it doesn't impact me. But again, key point: I'm not from here, right? I don't have that that pride or that sense of defense of the state, right? I just like living here, like made it made it my home, like you know, that's just kind of what it is. So that's why I say, like, I think this is such a a dynamic conversation because everyone's story is different for how they wound up here, and I think for those of us who have been here for I don't know five years at least. You know, I know there are people who've been here their whole life, but I think if you've been here the last five years. You see the housing boom. You know you know the cycle we went through. You know all the new people that have shown up in the state. Like, you know what's happening in this state. And sometimes I worry, like, I love what Ryan's doing. I love, you know, hey, Utah's great. Like, you know, trying to, you know, quote, fix its image or whatever. But at the same time, I also don't want a million more people moving here. You know what I mean? Like, it's sort of this happy balance we have to find. Yeah, I think it is, it is... I don't know what's the right way to say it. I think this is one of the special places to live in our country. And I, I just think these incidents that have happened have changed things. And I think this NBA All-Star game is so important to remaking and, and, and I don't know, remapping people's minds about 
Salt Lake City in the great state of Utah. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think Donovan Mitchell's experience is typical. I don't think that, you know, I, I don't think that some of these incidents we've talked about are typical. This is a great place to live, a great place to raise a family. And it's why when I turn on TV this morning and I see Ryan Smith doing all these national shows, I saw him on CNBC, hello, CNBC. We saw him on three ESPN shows today. Mm -hmm. Like he's a hot tech billionaire, man. Like he's a, he's a, he's a big flipping deal. Wearing that snapback. Do you like his, do you like his image? Because there are some people who, who say that he tries to be too hip, that he tries to be too young, like mm -hmm. the backwards hat, the hip jeans, like. I mean, he does come off as young, no doubt. I don't think that necessarily is bad. I, no, but that's his look. 100%. I don't think it's bad. That's either. his look. I don't. All right, uh, three, just about three fifteen. Let's get um, a good friend of the program. We've been talking about um, Robert Jensen's general RV in here. Mm -hmm. uh, Bobby Shantabori is. One of their big time dudes, like their their bosses over there, Bobby. Like, by the way, I, I know it's I know it's it's the the RV show and whatnot, but like, are you excited about the NBA All Star Game? Like, what what is what does the NBA All Star Game mean to you, man? Yeah, I'm super excited about it. You know, especially coming here to Salt Lake City, it's such a great thing to bring. You know, for the economy, for restaurants, for business itself. Um, I remember growing up, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it was in the era of the Hornets where, I mean, oh, yeah. it, it was super amazing. It, when we had the All-Star game there, it was something I look forward to. It was when I was in elementary and middle school, you know, be cool, stay in school theme. And, and it was it was <laughs> really cool. Oh, those were the days, weren't they? Bobby Shantabori from uh, Robert Jensen's General RV. So it's RV show weekend, and I, I want to ask you about that. But tell me a little bit about General RV because obviously Riley uh, O'Brien's our guy. I tell everybody that me and Mrs. Monty have come in there. I talk about the great parts selection and whatnot. But what made you guys this great store? What made you guys the go-to spot for RVs in, in Salt Lake City? Yeah, it's it's amazing how far Gen RV has come. Um we started back in 1962 and we just celebrated our 60th anniversary. Um, Robert partnered up with some of the guys from back East and made this happen and made it a reality out here in Utah. And so I've been here with Gen RV since 2010. We helped start the internet department. Oh. We're a cash company. So we have lots and lots of discounts, deep pockets to throw at deals and, you know, just make things happen for customers. Um, yeah. From, you know, the purchasing aspect to after the sale where customers come in, we can take care of them from um, anything from the smallest toy, uh, sorry, smallest tent trailer to a toy hauler, a big motorhome, diesel pusher, yeah. whatever you need, we sell it. And we're the number one dealership for fifth wheels motorized in the entire state. I mean, no other dealership can touch us because we sell two to one. If you, if you had to look at numbers. Well, and you you guys have this massive inventory, but I, I know the other thing that you guys are really passionate about at General RV and Draper is you, 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 people aren't leaving there without a deal. Like, I mean, you you talk about being a cash store. You talk about that inventory. I mean, you guys have units, especially on, on the RV show week. I mean, you guys have units that are below cost for you guys. I mean, I, I, there is there is something on your lot. If you've dreamed of an RV, you guys have something on your lot that will fit what somebody has always dreamed about. You, they can afford it. Like, I mean, you guys just have something that works for everybody, it feels like. 
Absolutely. And we work with a lot of national lenders and banks that will work us um, into great payments. If, if you know, you're a payment buyer, uh, we, we have all types of dis- deep discounts that I personally don't get to see. And I've been here for a long time, but I've seen some really incredible deals where people made us an offer. And I was like, there's no way they're going to accept that. Next thing you know, they come back. Congratulations. Here you are. And so, as you mentioned, yeah, we will take I mean, we have this big old kitty pot of money that we can use for other discounts or different brands. But yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll make it happen. Just got to come down here and see what we're about. Bobby at uh, Robert Jensen's General RV and Draper joins us for another minute. I want to ask you about um, the RV show because it is, I mean, it's something, it's appointment. I, I know it's a big deal. I know that it really is something that people really look forward to. What makes the RV show such a big deal, especially for you guys? What, why is it so special? Yeah, um, as we mentioned, for Gen RV, it's our 60th year. Um, this show is actually the 58th annual show for the spring season, um, and that's down at the Expo Center, formerly known as Salt Lake, or sorry, um, Southtown Expo, but now yeah, North yeah. America Expo Center. Yep, um, but yeah, it's a great place to come together with your family, stay out of the weather, you know, all indoors uh, where you can visit hundreds of RVs. There's over 3,000 or 300,000 square feet of space, um, and reps are there so you get to meet some reps you get to see some of the owners of these rv um, companies and and so pick their brains ask questions learn about new ideas new inventory Uh, again all in one building and you don't have to go outside and freeze and walk through the cold love it yeah i think you know what i as somebody who i really look forward to the rv show several times a year i used to go when i was a kid like I just think it's it's one of those places, and, I, and Bobby, I know you can talk about this as well, but and I'm sure you guys at General RV and Draper see this all the time, but the dream that you see in the eyes of people, and I know that sounds, that's dramatic. It's like a movie. <laughs> but when somebody walks in, dude, and you see like a diesel pusher, a bus, or a fifth wheel, or a little pop-up, like you can just see their heart on their sleeve. Like you see that emotion, that desire, like, I think that is one of the coolest things. It's almost, it's almost like buying a house. Now it's not nearly that expensive, but man, that dream that's alive in the RV business when you walk in and you see that that family, you know, hey, is this a good fit? Like that is always something I think is so cool, man. Absolutely, it's super rewarding to be able to take a family and fulfill that dream to create those lasting memories for them. Because, you know, as as a kid before I even started working in the RV industry. It's something I always dreamed of doing is, is going out, taking my family and creating those memories because, you know, when we leave this earth, what else do we have but our memories? Um, so that's, for me, I feel that that's number one, you know, making those lifelong memories. Um, and then, yeah, it, it is very rewarding for myself to, to help families because, as you mentioned, it's like purchasing a home. It's basically a home yeah. on the wheels, but um, next to the home is probably their second largest investment in their lives. And isn't that why we go to General RV? Because I, I think before I let you go, the last thing I would tell you is this is not something that's entered into lightly. And when you go to a lot of these other RV shops, and you know what I'm talking about, Bobby, there's RV shops on every corner in some towns. In Salt Lake City, you can drive down most streets and there's going to be a used RV with the tires falling off of it, right? But when you're going to spend that kind of bread, man, you need to know that, hey, these guys have been in business for 60, 70 years. Like, you think about Robert Jensen's General RV, like you guys have been there, you're going to be there. You guys are a place where people can go spend their money and they can trust that it's going to go well. 
Absolutely. And that's that's our goal is to make sure you have a great buying experience, not only, again, the buying experience, but the whole process itself. We'll, if you spend a little bit of time with us, we'll save you a lot of time and you know, make sure we put you in the right one that fits your needs. Well, hey, man, have a great weekend at the show. I know it's a big weekend for you guys. I really appreciate you hopping on the show and uh, just a really, really good to meet you. And please tell Riley, for heaven's sakes, close a deal, man. Like all the Monty <laughs> Show listeners are avalanching down there. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Riley's a good dude, right. man. He's one of my favorite guys and he's a great salesman as well. So appreciate you guys. Awesome. Have a good weekend. Awesome. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. You bet. There you go. Bobby Shantori. I got that totally wrong. Come on, I man. had said it Come right. On. Sean Tabori. Come on. Sean Tabori. Bobby. He's Bobby at General Bobby. RV. Bobby. What's hey, up? Hey, Bobby. Uh, Bobby at General RV. It is a huge weekend because it is the the RV show. I'm telling you guys, I know that we, we've been telling about you you guys about General RV for a few days. Yeah. Dude, I, they're, they're absolutely killing it right now. If you've thought about it, if you guys have dreamed about it, and I know there's a lot of people who have who have said, hey, you know, we just aren't sure we can afford it. Go ask Riley O'Brien at General RV. Mm -hmm. Go to the show. Go see. By the way, uh, by the way, Robert Jensen's at the show um, at the 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 uh, convention center in Sandy. Go yeah. see the show. Go meet hey Robert Jensen. Talk to him and say, "Hey, I heard about you on the Monty Show. You know, I, I don't know if I can afford an RV. He'll find you an RV that fits into your budget. I I, I guarantee it. They're not." They're not the company that's like, okay, well, I've got 50 of these million-dollar units. You're buying one of those. Hey, little Timmy, you're right? buying one of these. But how many times do you go into an RV dealership, and they're on you like you know, flies on a pile, right? Yeah, I mean, we all know the car dealership experience. Exactly. And I think it's totally different. Like, Obviously, buying an RV is a bigger investment, and I think that you know you have to be able to trust the people you're talking to, and that's kind of the biggest thing in my eyes with with you know General RV is like you go in there, you we already know who Riley O'Brien is, so it's like that's why we're so you know trusting and energetic about talking about them on the show, Grum, because it's like hey, like if you can go in and talk to someone who listens to the show and knows us and has that personal relationship, like you know you're going to get taken care of, and that's and that's the biggest thing. Listen, I just think it's one of those things where all they can say is no, right? I mean, if you dreamed about it, RV show weekend at, at, at Robert Jensen's General RV, there's never been a better weekend to do it. Please, when you go in there, tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show uh, at General RV in Draper. Great to see Bobby and the guys down there. Let's get some of your comments in here. You know, as we're, as we're sitting here in the studio, it's, it's really interesting to see Ryan Smith and Dwayne Wade they're essentially doing an hour right now on the NBA today. It's mm -hmm. it's crazy. Now we're watching a tape of it, but it was live earlier. But they did a whole hour on on NBA today. It's insane yeah. how much run this organization is getting now. And if you're just tuning in, the conversation we're having is how important is this All Star game this weekend to the reputation and viability of this Utah Jazz rebuild? Because I think you've got billionaire tech guy. I think Dwayne Wade being on TV representing the Jazz, I think is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Because it just keeps pushing that narrative, right? This is a cool hip team. Hey, he's a billionaire. He's a tech guy. He's going to help me. They've got a beautiful arena. It's a great place to live. Like I think that's why I think this weekend for this rebuild of the Utah Jazz, I think is is absolutely critically important. Facts. Yeah. I, I just think it's so Yeah, I don't think you can so overstate big. it. I don't think you can overstate it. Tanner Plummer, first one in. 
Tanner, what's up? Good to see you, my guy. Kanai Johnson, what's up, KJ? Hey, guys. He says, top of the day, fellas. <laughs> good to see you. Hi, Mr. Preston, good afternoon. Casuals, it's the weekend. Let's get it. Let's go. Hey, guys. Let's I go. agree. Uh, Jake Gordon, what's up with you? Maury Alvarez, how the heck are you? Um, Maury says, uh, I think there has already been a win for the Jazz because of the All-Star game. The facilities are nicer than they have ever been. Oh, man. Totally agree. I, I'm telling you that Vivian Arena is, and we've been to several games this year, obviously. Vivian Arena is gorgeous. Yes. It's absolutely beautiful. Yes. So I, I would agree with that. What's up, Mike Chasey says, it's finally Friday. Have a good show and weekend, guys. Appreciate you. Arlington Bears, Chris Karn says, I'm all ready to roll all bucked up on Blood Raz. Let's okay. go. All right, here we go. Yep. We're, we're getting are we in. ready? We're getting in. All right, okay. here we go. I've got the bucked up. I've got we, the bucked up Miami. Miami. I've got the Miami right there. Okay. Right. Is this the can opening countdown? Okay. Three, two, one, go. Oh, yeah. There Let's it is. Go. But wait, before you drink it, I actually taught Jake how to sip bourbon over the weekend. Might have to get me some more. It's not good. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. <sighs> I love it. I love it. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty. <laughs> Now, I want to clarify this as well. Yeah. At buckedup.com, you get 20% off your purchase. Use the promo code Monty. If you go into the retail stores across Utah, you don't get the 20% off. You get a free can of Bucked Up Energy. So there's a big difference. A lot of our listeners have been going into Bucked Up stores and saying, hey, we want our 20% off. That's if you shop online. I want it. Buckedup.com, promo code Monty, get 20% off. By the way, amazing job going into the stores. We're getting phone calls telling us to make sure you guys know what the deal is. So thank you for going into yeah, the really. stores. Yeah, really. We really need you guys to, to help us with Bucked Up. Thank you. As usual, Chris Karn coming through. In the description, Chris Karn got three free samples and a free shaker cup. Yeah. Dude, it's so easy. There's a link in the description. Click the link, fill out the form, and they ship super quick. Super quick, buckedup.com, promo code Monty. Or you can go in and get the free three samples uh, and the shaker cup. Just click the link in the description below. Court McMullen says, Monty in the afternoon is true afternoon delight. Facts. Yes, it is. Riley O'Brien says, let's go. There's well, your RV go. salesman. Um, Jake is sporting the Tiger Red. He's going for the win today. Yeah, dude, I got the Tiger Red on. Dude, I'm so stoked. Quick sidebar. How freaking awesome is it that Tiger's back on the tube? Can I dude. just say that? Super seriously. Like I know it's not the Masters. I know it's not Augusta. Like I get it, but it's still awesome to see him out doing his thing. Yeah, I loved watching Tiger Woods play today. Yeah, it's a little warm in here today. A little warm in here. I'm a yeah. little. I'm a little toasty. That's why I've got the bucked up and the water working. Yeah. Like, yep. It's a little toasty. I am thrilled to see Tiger Woods back on the course now. The limp is noticeable. He's he's on his right foot. He's wearing a much larger shoe. I think that's HIPAA because of the car accident like it's tough to watch Tiger I got to be honest with you but it was so much fun yeah and I just appreciate that he's out there banging around yeah. Zesty's retroing games did you hear the news about Amazon and Washington what I'm going to tell you is I don't believe I don't necessarily believe this to be true and we're going to talk about the Pac-12 coming up here in 30 minutes um, because I don't what it, what you're hearing about Amazon and Washington, I don't believe to be true. Mm -hmm. And I know that people are saying that, hey, this is happening, that's happening. Yeah. I'm just telling you to, to ease yourself. Yeah. 
And quickly, I will say there is a rumor out there that Washington is trying to break away from the Pac-12. First of all, it doesn't work like that. Second of all, Washington going as an independent makes absolutely no sense at all. And you really have to temper yourself with the noise that happens around around this situation right now because there's a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that. I have a good update for you coming up at uh, 4 o'clock, 29 minutes from right now. Stick around for that, Gage. Carter says, sup, guys, first time watching the afternoon live. I keep forgetting or I'm busy. Well, you finally showed up. Thank you. Hit the Thank notification you. bell, man. Let's go. Hit sub- I, and Gage, I know you're subscribed, but hit the notification bell. It will remind you. Uh, Jacob, yeah, exactly. Jacob DeLambo says, warm weekend, too. It's going to be some be warm. I, it, well, it's supposed to snow as well. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, there's some folks who say that we're going to get a foot of snow in the mountains. Let's go. Um, but it is it is going to be in the 20s and 30s in the mountain mountains. Mountains. Um, but it will be in the 40s, middle 40s and middle 40s down in the valley this weekend. Yeah. So Delambo, you ain't wrong. Uh, Stephen Harris says, "What's up, casuals? I'm a longtime listener, first time." Commenting on the show, love the show. So glad it's in the afternoon. Oh, I Steven. appreciate you, Stephen. Thanks for being here, Stephen. Appreciate you. Where Hope. are you? Where are you at, real quick? Where, where, uh, what part of the country are you in, man? Are you a Utah or where are you at? Yeah, where are you at, Stephen? Let us know. Introduce yourself. Ryan grew up in Provo, not Salt Lake, and there's a big difference between the two. I'm from Provo. I think Salt Lake is better. Jose says. Well, yes, he's a BYU guy. He is a Utah County guy. He's right. a Qualtrics guy. We all get that. But we've got to stop delineating those two. We're all Utahns. And hey, when Utah and BYU are going to play, okay, cool, let's do it. Red and blue, totally get it. <laughs> but we, we cannot continue to try and live this divided state thing mm. where, oh, well, you know, at Lehigh, we put up a, did you guys see the retaining wall we put up across the 15 mm-hmm. uh, in Lehigh? Because we can't we have those, we did. those damn Utes coming down here. We just right. can't have it anymore. The right. smell is too much. Right. Can't do that anymore. We can't live divided. We're Utahns, period. And to me, I don't care if he's from Provo. He's a Utah. I don't care if he went to BYU. He's a Utah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I'll say is he's been on TV for three days representing the state of Utah. Do you think they think he's from Provo or do you think they think he's from Utah? I'm going to guess they think he's from Utah. Yeah. So, and listen, if Ryan Smith is all you know, and again, what I'll say is, I'm not a huge fan of the tech billionaire that wears a hat backward. Thanks. I mean, I understand why he does it, but I, and I say, stay young forever. As a guy who's going to turn 50 on Sunday, I agree. It's definitely different. I don't think it's bad. I would complain if I thought it was embarrassing, but I don't. It's not embarrassing. I think that. Well, but I think there are a lot of people who feel like I've it might that. be. Dude. I've like seen the, that. I've seen that. Absolutely. Oh, like why is this guy wearing a snapback backwards? And where's the suit and tie? And you know, and I, and I think that, you know, again, I know that we've had some pretty heated debates about Ryan Smith. You know, the Travis Scott thing, you know, the comment section was not uh, was not nice to us on on YouTube. And a no, lot of people, not. a lot of people were, frankly, pretty pissed that we said what we said about Travis Scott and Ryan Smith. And I still maintain that opinion. But at the same time, I can also maintain the opinion that I think Ryan Smith has done a damn good job representing this state over the last few days. And I you know, as much as I have, um, you know, some reservations about Salt Lake City getting, you know, overpopulated, if you will, like just too many people living here and, you know, the issues with the Great Salt Lake and all that stuff that we all talk about with our state. 
All those issues set aside, I think Ryan Smith has done a really good job. And I think nobody up to this point has been doing what Ryan Smith has done the last, you know, however long it's been now that he's owned the Jazz, two years or whatever it's been. So I just think that Ryan deserves a lot of credit. At the same time, I do think there are some things that I'm upset about with Ryan um, that we've talked about on this show. But I think as far as the All-Star game is concerned, he's checking the boxes. The building looks great. The rebrand is working. He's got D-Wade talking Utah Jazz basketball. He's got a guy in Walker Kessler who's in the Rising Stars game who's who, who to me, is is going to be the next face of the franchise. Like, that's a, that's where we're heading as far as I'm concerned. With all due respect to Lori, Walker's the guy that I think is most relatable. Like, there are a lot of things pushing the organization forward. I haven't even mentioned the Delta Center yet. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of good things that Ryan Smith is doing, and that's why I think it's just this weekend – I think it's just overwhelmingly positive. I, I, I don't see a lot of downside to it. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that that Ryan takes, I think Ryan gets a free pass on a lot of things, but I also think he's a very new owner. He's a very young owner in this league, and I just think he needs time to, I think he just needs time to exist. He just yeah. needs time to grow. Uh, Teddy Wayman, what's up? Good to see you, friend. Del Hargis, what's up, Del? Where have you been? What's up, dude? Uh, happy early birthday, Monty. Your best decade is just beginning, my Thanks. man. Amen to that. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, TNT show last night was awesome. Yeah. What do you mean? They're Well, they're doing all the special stuff, like, you know, the NBA on TNT and like, you know, oh, they have TNT like, TV. Okay. Yeah. I'm an idiot, Teddy. My bad. Um, <laughs> MC season says, what's up, boys? What's up? Uh, Teddy says, it's definitely a Utah thing. Uh, it's a Utah thing. Court McMullen says the BYU volleyball situation was BS. No one could corroborate the accusation. But again, and we talked about that. We totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah. It doesn't matter because everybody thinks it happened. And that's, I think, the key point, right? And and I love the comment, Court. I, I, I really do. I don't even disagree with you. And for all, the, for all of you out there listening to the program right now who are new to the channel, we have a video on the BYU volleyball situation that we put out when that happened. I would encourage you to go watch that after you're done with today's show just so you can see what we said about that. But but I think the, the, the best point is is that perception is reality. Yes. If people nationwide think that Utah is a state full of LDS folk who just go to church and work their job and that's it and there's nothing here, hey, great, stay the hell out of my state, right? But at the same time, if I'm Ryan Smith, a tech billionaire, a business savant, someone who's clearly really successful, I need to change that narrative. And I think for the Utah Jazz to be successful um, at the highest level, I think changing the narrative is crucial to that. If all, Because all they need to do, think about it. Like, you've seen this Kevin Durant to Phoenix thing. I want to keep reminding people just how quickly the Phoenix Suns turn this thing around. Because I remember... All those days when it was Book and, and, you know, Eric Bledsoe. Yes. I remember those days yes. when, you know, Phoenix was some dumpster fire of an organization and Phoenix was this terrible place and no one's ever going to Phoenix. And and my belief is, is that the Utah Jazz can be the Phoenix Suns. They can get to that level of popularity and they can get to that level of respect with players. The problem is, and it takes me back to the Donovan Mitchell thing, when Don leaves and has a conversation he has – with players around the league, that doesn't help. And so that's why I think they're just that's why I think Ryan Smith deserves credit for doing all this stuff that he's doing, because I think it's crucial. I yeah. Again, I'll just say perception versus reality. Yep. 
because the, again, and I, again, I think we all know it never happened. It never happened. And for my money, I just, I will again say, I just don't buy that there is, I don't believe, believe that we are a racist infested state. Yeah. I think we have issues with equality. They're not unlike a lot of other states. I think we have, we have issues with communication and acceptance of diverging opinions. Is it worse here than other states? I don't know, man. I don't, Arizona, nobody talks to anybody. In California, it's a melting pot. In Chicago, where I grew up, there are very much the same issues we have here. This is fucking America. I'm just telling you that I can't see a situation where Utah is any worse than anybody else is. We certainly, I, I have good friends that live in, in places like Connecticut and New York who can't stand the inequality there. Yeah, I know people that live in Texas who are disgusted by the way that, that migrant workers are treated. Like we all have issues. The problem is Utah is viewed in particular in this light where dark-skinned people, brown-skinned people don't have a chance to thrive. And I'm telling you, that's just not the case. That is just not the case in yeah. any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So, I don't know. Breaking news for you uh, out of the National Football League, and that is that Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, is no longer the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. He is now the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. Mm -hmm. uh, according to Albert Breer and Adam Schefter, Washington has offered its offensive coordinator job to Eric Bieniemy, and he is taking it. They hope to have pen to paper tomorrow. Are you surprised by this move? Um, I mean, man, surprise? No. I think that Washington has a lot of incentive to hire a black offensive coordinator, if I'm being honest. I think that the 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 Snyder stuff the 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 ownership like issues and conundrums and and all the testifying and and hey I'm gonna sit on my boat instead of testifying about what's happening in my organization because I'm a terrible owner Daniel Snyder like I look at this and I say hey yeah this guy needs to sell the team but also hey yeah there's a lot of incentive for Buddy to hire Eric Bieniemy now on the other side of it if I'm Eric Bieniemy I, I know that I'm only going to get one shot and, and I finally got offered a position and I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with that thing. And, and that's why I say I'm not surprised he's taken the position, but I am a little surprised that the Washington commanders are the ones that gave him the opportunity. I think that's, that's incredibly disappointing. I mean, when you have a lot of jobs out there, now I don't know, are, are you going to let Eric B walk away for a lateral move to the LA Rams? Probably not. Mm -hmm. um, but if you can go to Washington that is not a Super Bowl contender at this point and you can allow Eric Bieniemy to take that job, I think that's great. But let's not kid ourselves. This is not a win for Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. You know what this is? Well, you know, you need to prove yourself. That's mm -hmm. what this is. Because everybody assumes the offense runs through Andy Reid in Kansas City, and it may well. But everybody roundly recognizes that Eric Bieniemy is the reason they won the Super Bowl this year. That if he doesn't if he doesn't dive into the tape study the way he did the film study and find weaknesses in what had been an elite Philadelphia Eagles defense they don't win that game right and they don't win that game with the boilerplate offensive strategy they had run all year and they ran very very different offensive sets 
They they put in all kinds of twists after he found weaknesses in the way they they ran their man coverage in Philadelphia. So it, I, it's a little disappointing that Eric Bieniemy has to take a lateral move, a lateral move to go and get a job. That's yeah. a little disappointing to me. Uh, M. Morris says per, uh, perception problem again. Correct. Jacob DeLambo, are the commanders going to get one more win next year? I think he's worth several more wins. Yeah. I am a huge believer. Now, the question also is, what are they, where are they at quarterback? Like, where are they stability-wise? That'd be, that'd be my biggest question with the, with the Washington commanders is, are they going to sell the team? And where are they at uh, as a roster? I mean, they were a 500 team this year. Um, you know, and, and I think you have to start looking at the offensive talent there. Yeah. You know, when you run Heineke Wentz and Sam Howell out there, <coughs> that's nothing to excite people about. I mean, obviously Brian Robinson Jr. is one of the best stories in the NFL, but it's not as though he's tearing up the league at 800 yards. And then you go and look at their wide receiver core. And I don't know how you're not excited about Terry McLaurin, uh, Curtis Samuel, like, Jahan Dotson, Antonio Gibson, like they have depth of talent at, at wide receiver. They're decent, not good, not bad, just decent on the offensive line. Yeah. Their issue is they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a go-to number one guy. Let's because see where let's see what happens there. Um, you know, I would I would also say that that you have to look at um you have to look at that defense and you have to wonder, you know, how many, how many people and how many how many guys on that defense are must keep? Because you only had forty three sacks this year, which is not a lot. <laughs> yeah. And you look at guys like Montez Sweat. Um, you know, obviously they they have more they have more issues. Guys like Chase Young has to be healthy. Very clearly, Chase Young has to be healthy. He's a difference maker when he is. The like, look, the reality of the situation is Eric Bieniemy is a damn good offensive coordinator possibly the best offensive coordinator in the league, you know, and, and obviously yeah. what he does with this opportunity will show that. I, I mean, I don't think an offensive coordinator can, you know, do what a quarterback can do on their own, but I do think that an offensive coordinator is certainly worth, you know, between three and five wins a season. I think if you have good game planning and good scheming and you know how to attack a defense and exploit weaknesses, you're going to win a lot more ball games. And, and, and I think that, you know, the, the sad part is this move isn't about football. This isn't. This has nothing to do with no. football. This has everything to do with politics in the league and dude getting a getting a, an opportunity. And 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 I kind of agree with you on this one. I'm not even really willing to say it's an opportunity. Like now that I think about it, you're right. It is a lateral move. It's not like he's stepping into a head coaching role, you know. And and, and to me, it's like I don't know what his thought was. Is his thought that. The only way he'd get to a head coaching role is if he took another lateral move into another organization and proved so. it. I think so. Yes, I think so. And I think that he has he he had to get away from Andy Reid. He had to. I just don't know how else. Yeah. He said, eh, I don't know if I can agree with that. Brandon Butler, a member of the program, says, I think Matt Nagy really damages perceptions of Casey's offense, which isn't helping the enemy's head coaching prospects. I think Eric Bieniemy is universally respected as an offensive mind. Yeah. I, I think the issue is he's black, so he's not going to get any benefit of the doubt from rich white billionaires who run NFL teams. I think we know it, it's not even a secret, the, the inequality issues in the NFL. Yeah. And I don't disagree with you entirely that, that the Washington commanders uniquely need a win, racially speaking. 
They need, they, this is, they had to do this. Yes. I think they, they had to do this. Um, I think Matt Nagy was a bust as a head coach. Um, I think he's a really good offensive mind. I think he made it possible for Eric Bieniemy to walk away because Kansas City's not going to have to go out and find a new OC. And he just you know, won like, a Super Bowl. There's no pressure to win next year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. M. Morris says every team that's decent on the O-line seems to have QB problems. There are very few elite offensive lines with elite quarterbacks because yeah. there are very few elite quarterbacks. Um, frankly, I mean, Tampa is a very interesting spot. It really is, um, which is why this Aaron Rodgers story we're going to tell you about coming up on Football 50 is pretty interesting. Uh, Jorge George says he doesn't call plays. Well, I disagree with that. Yeah, that's not been the reporting, dude. Um, he is he is very involved in the play calling. Um, we're going to find out in Washington because he's going to be the individual play caller there. He's not going to have Andy Reid. Washington is thirsty for QB help. I mean, drowning. But think about it. What what can, bad what can Eric Bieniemy do for Heineke? Because Heineke has shown this ability to not be a great quarterback, but to be good enough to win you a game. He's good enough well, to win the game. And that's all that matters in my opinion. So if you can scheme and you can game plan and you can put him in a strong position... All he's got to do is make the throw. And I know that's like, oh, well, he's just got to make the throw. Yeah, every quarterback's just got to make the throw. Thanks. But, like, I I, I think Taylor Heineke is is capable of delivering the football. I agree. I agree. I think I think he is. Court McMullen says he has got to get out from under Andy Reid's huge shadow. He does. I would agree with that. Big Dog O-Town, what's up? You spot on with we have problems with equality here in Utah. As a, as a dark skin in the workforce over 40 years, I can attest to that experience. It still is to this day, which is pitiful. I mean, I I think we have issues with equality in the state. Yeah. I, there's, I just don't think there's any doubt about that. Thanks. SAA says, true story. When I was living on the reservation and first discovered pro football, I loved the Washington team because I thought they were a team of natives. Then I saw Sonny Jurgensen. Mm. Not a native. Not a native. Uh, Palace Zachary Roy. Okay. As an Eagle fan with a Carson Wentz jersey still on my wall, I'm not worried about this move in the slightest. Okay. That's interesting. Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Montytown, has arrived to the program. Jeremy Bolton said, hey, I said, well, 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 if it isn't Monty in the afternoon, hey, Monty, let's go boarding, deal with it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm ready to get back out on the mountain. I feel much better. I had a terrible wreck last weekend. I guess it was last Sunday. Uh, and Tahoe had yeah. just an awful wreck. Do you even lift? My shoulder still has a little hitch and it's giddy up, but I'm okay. Yeah, you're not on the injured list. You know, no, I'm fine. I, I, I'm. You're I'm, gonna strap it up and get on the chair, dude. I'm day to day. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna strap it up. Okay. We have some Jake news later in the show, by the way. We do. We do. Uh, on that? Yeah, the Nye guy says, as a Cards fan, I send Murray to Washington for a warm half can of PBR in yesterday's newspaper. <laughs> okay. Doesn't make I you don't feel hate that. responsible. Kyle J., what's up, my guy? He says, does Jarrah have the stones to cut Zeke? He better. <laughs> no. He, I, but I mm. would. How, you, well, I, no, I don't not, think it's I the would. stones. I would. I don't think it's the stones, too. They have no choice. They have so, I mean, Leighton Van Der Escher, Ezekiel Elliott. Which Van one do you want? I mean, you got to go Leighton Van Der Esch, even though the guy's hurt more than he's healthy. Yeah, but, but, they who, have, but Zeke is too. But they have so many guys. And Zeke really has morphed into a, a short yardage guy. What do you do with Pollard? 
I mean, he's got this huge injury now, but he'd also a free agent. He'll be fine. I, I mean, I'd resign him. He'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Andy H says Heineke is a young Derek Carr, just not good enough. Derek Carr going to meet with the Jets, by the way. So yeah. that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, Jorge says, "Yeah, the Jake TikTok." Question mark. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's, that's not, not it. it. Keep that's guessing. Not it. Keep, don't tell them. I want them to guess. Jeremy Bolton says, "Update on Jake." I think we need a poll to guess what the news is. <laughs> Tanner Plummer says, what's the Jake news? Is he getting hitched? Wow. Ooh, Tanner. I mean, that's, you know. That's, you know. Jack Rumsey, what's up? Yeah, I think it. I think it's rad to have Malone as a guest slam dunk judge, but he's a very negative perception in the national sports media. He really is, Jack. Yeah. I mean, Carl Malone is one of those interesting guys, dude. Like, I don't know. <coughs> Are we Carl Malone fans on the show? Nah. Michael Jordan fan, dude. Teddy says, uh, is Jake engaged? No. Jeremy says, does the news have to do with texting? No. Ooh. Ooh. So it's true. Jake is getting married. Tanner? The white salamander's alive and well. Ta <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, Tanner T says, all right, I'm done putting in the effort at work today. Monty and Jake, you guys take it from Let's me. Let's go, here. Tanner. <laughs> exactly right. Geoff, what's up? Jake is pregnant. Dude, are you a woman? I did not know you were physically capable. Fill out, fill out. Hello. Fill it. Hello. Okay. Um, anyway, my point is, I don't think Jake's um, capable of carrying a baby. Um, I could be wrong. Um, Mark Hale says you might get a lot of wedding gifts from your followers, Jake. Maybe. Um, Brady Cook says, what's up, guys? What's nothing, up, Brady? Nothing, nothing doing, to report bro? here. <laughs> nothing uh, to see here, as Aaron Rodgers said. Jorge says, elbow, cough, <clears throat> Carl Malone and Stockton, best basketball duo ever. Right, right. Yeah. You, right. Okay. No, still like Stockton, though. See? I'm telling, I'm telling you. People you. don't like Carl Malone, bro. John Stockton <laughs> is cool, but Carl Malone is not, dude. The Nye guy says, Jake found the ever-elusive G-spot. <laughs> that actually is related to the conversation. Uh, Andy H says, Malone's going to score a 14 on one of those dunks. No, I ain't. Nope. Nope. Tanner says, I don't like Stockton. I don't agree with his politics. Oh, God. But Tanner. do you like Malone? I don't agree with his paternity. Yeah. Physiologically, it's a non-starter. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Brad Turner. Carl Malone is a hard one. Well, based on the number of kids he has, I would agree. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> that came out wrong. Uh, I grew up watching him as a kid before I understand what his past really meant. I think it is probably best he stays out of the limelight. You yeah, know? well, he's right in the middle of that thing. Jake is going to be a dad, the Nye guy says. Andy H., you got a good laugh out of uh, Kyle J., I agree with that. 10 to the hour, every hour. Here on the Monty Program. Monty Program. It's football at 50, 10 to the hour, every hour. The last day of football at 50. Football season's over, man. We move off of football at 50. We'll still keep you updated on all the big football news. Brought to you by our friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase. Up $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. It's Friday night. Who's on the Papa Murphy's yeah, Pizza? Yeah, you getting the meatballs? It's... Look, Carl Malone, take it easy. Sorry, my bad. It Sorry, is... Guys. It's All-Star Weekend. 
It's my birthday. Birthday. I mean, who doesn't want the marinara meatball for Monty's birthday? That's what I'm talking about. Papa Murphy's, download the mobile app. Put your order in and use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your order of $25 or more. Derek Carr is going to meet with the J-E-T-S Jets, 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 Jake. Love it, hate it, irrelevant. What are your I thoughts on it? I think it's irrelevant. I, I would be shocked if he went to the Jets, dude. Like, I, You I would? Think, yeah, I think you got to take the meeting. But if you're Derek Carr, aren't you looking for a Super Bowl caliber situation? Aren't you looking for at least a situation that's better than what you had? I mean, because what you had was Jet-esque, meaning borderline playoff team that you just couldn't get across the line. Isn't that what the Jets are? I know they have, you know, Gardner, and they've got cornerbacks, and they've got a defense, and everything's off. Awesome and amazing and hunky-dory in New York. But I'm saying that the Jets are still the Jets. And I just don't know why you would take that opportunity. Why not go to Tampa? Why not go somewhere that actually has, like, real opportunity to further your career? That's what I don't quite understand about, you know, the Derek Carr situation. I don't understand why you would go to a mediocre opportunity that isn't really better than what you had. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback that nobody respects. And I've been saying this about Justin Herbert for how long. Mm -hmm. I'll say the same thing about Derek Carr. Derek Carr needs a better situation. He needs better infrastructure. He needs an organization where the owner doesn't have a bull cut and the other owner's dead. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you now, if Derek Carr gets out of Las Vegas, which he is now, he is going to blossom, not by going to the Jets. Because the Jets are a step back, not a step forward. If Derek Carr wants to really take a step forward, go to Tampa. Yeah. Do what you can do to get to Tampa. Now, obviously, the other story of the day, Aaron freaking Rodgers. The Packers are reportedly, quote, disgusted with Aaron Rodgers. And, quote, he's not coming back. The Packers are done with Rodgers, end quote, Jake. Yeah, so this this reporter, Bob McGinn, from GoLongTD.com, has been covering the Packers for, like, 20 years. So he's a journeyman with them, not his first rodeo. He puts out an article today that talks about what you were just saying, that, that you know, they're done with him and that they're disgusted by his antics and they're upset with him to the point that if he insisted on coming back to the team that they'd bench him behind love. And, and I'm here to say... You guys can keep talking all that smoke, but the reality of the situation is this is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about, and you're not benching Buddy behind Jordan Love. You're not doing that, bro. You're not. It, like, that's not happening. So I believe part of this, but I don't believe the back end of it. I believe that they're frustrated. They're disgusted. They hate Aaron Rodgers. But also, I don't believe that you would bench him if he insisted on coming back. No, you're not doing that. But... How many weeks are we going to sit on this on this showroom and talk about the fact that Green Bay needs that, speaking to have the balls, they need the balls to move on from Aaron Rodgers. You cannot continue to let this guy have a hostage situation with your organization every single summer. Yeah. How long are we going to watch Aaron Rodgers go into dark retreats and tell you, okay, I might be back. Good luck. But, like, if you're an executive of the Packers, are you not watching Pat McAfee every Tuesday and being pissed? Are you not, like, just irate with 
Aaron Rodgers talking about darkness retreats and he's got to think about it and nobody knows his situation and you know all the you know the Schefter and all the insiders don't know anything like the guy's game is tired like at least with Tom Brady I know the guy's not going to play these games that's the problem with Aaron Rodgers here's Aaron Rodgers talking about his need for isolation that's a real thing 100% and that's why I think it's going to be important um, to get through this week and then, uh, you know, to, uh, to, uh, to take my, uh, you know, my isolation retreat and just to be able to contemplate all things, uh, my future and then, uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is, is best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then, uh, and then move forward. What's isolation retreat? We're just going into a cave. Are you not going to talk? You're not going to speak one of those things? Yeah. Is it just you in there? Ooh. And if you're just in there alone, do you know how many days you're in there? Are you taking an iPad, a book? Are we able to reach you? What? Is there good it's, uh, it's four nights of uh, complete uh, darkness. What? You go to Alaska? Not Alaska. No, I've been to Alaska. That's a beautiful state. Dude, notice he never talks about the team. Remember a month or so ago, he said, no, I don't think I'm done. I know I can win more MVPs. Didn't say more Super Bowls, more MVPs. Yeah. Like, why would you be sitting around waiting for this, bro? This is what I don't understand about A-Rodge. Well, he's won five rings, right? Like, he's been the best guy ever in your organization. I mean, Tom Brady's jealous of Aaron Rodgers. Never. Um, that's my point. Uh, <laughs> Jorge says he isolated his brain. Uh, Jacob DeLambo says Aaron Rodgers is turning into Uncle Rico. Facts, dude. Uh, M. Morris says Jets think they are, they are, but the 31st ranked O-line says different. Yeah. The Nye guy says Rodgers wants to go to the 49ers. Tanner Plummer says good old Aaron QAnon Rodgers. Facts, dude. Facts. Yeah, because this week on the Pat McAfee show, he started talking about Jeffrey Epstein's client list. He was murdered, by the way. No, he committed suicide. Big difference. I don't know. Uh, the Nye guy also says he wants to isolate his Packers in some Vegas ladies of the night. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I just don't understand it, and I don't understand why I haven't gone to PapaMurphy's.com uh, or downloaded the Papa Murphy's app to get yourself the marinara meatball. No better thing to bring home for the wife and the kids for the all-star game. Slam dunk that contest with marinara meatball. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza, um, who have brought you football 50 all year long. Good news is they're staying on the program with us. Yes. Which is always great. They're one of our presenting sponsors on the Big 5-0 Birthday Bash. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be amazing. Papa Murphy's, use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. The Advocates. The thing I love about The Advocates is empathy. You know I'm a huge believer in empathy. I'm a guy that believes if you can't put yourself in somebody else's shoes and understand what they're going through, how can you relate to, represent, fight for them? 
That's what makes the advocates so great at what they do. They understand what you're going through. It's one of the worst days of your life. When you get in a big car wreck, you total your car, heaven forbid you're injured. You need somebody who's been there and done that and knows how to navigate the process so you get what you deserve because you didn't deserve to wind up with that total car or those injuries or loss of work or loss of income. You didn't deserve that because some guy was driving with a phone in his hand. The advocates know that. They're going to fight for you. And the best part is you don't ever come out of your pocket to pay the advocates. No consultation fees. In fact, you don't pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. And by the way, somebody was asking me the other day about that chat feature on the advocates website, theadvocates.com. It's right there. You can't miss it. It's a little box that says chat with an attorney 24-7-365 at theadvocates.com. Um, all right. Yes, Nate Davis. He says, can you talk about the Pac-12 news? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So many people are asking about it. And look at Greg Hawkins. Get out Let's of work go! early. Let's go. Hell yeah. Let's go, baby. I love it. Uh, just in time to hear about the Pac-12 in this situation with Washington. And we've done quite a bit of work on this because, again, I'm telling you guys. And I, I need you to understand that just because somebody says it, it doesn't make it accurate. I'm not telling you we're always right. I'm not telling you that we are we are the best in the business. I mean, we are and we are, but yeah. I'm not going to tell you that. Yeah. From what I understand, there, there is a continuing divide in the Pac-12. We told you weeks ago now that Washington, Oregon, and the Arizona schools were 100% out on any TV distribution deal that was 100% streaming. That has not changed. We have told you that repeatedly. We were the first ones and the only ones to report that. People panned us on that. And then the news today comes out that Washington is trying to leave the Pac-12 to go independent. That is not what I have been told. I have been told that Washington is absolutely one of the, the schools in the Pac-12 that is against 100% streaming. Without question. Washington does not support going all in on Amazon. I understand it. I know why you would feel that way. But I'm telling you that Washington is driving the ship in the Pac-12. And if you don't know the, the lay of the land, some of the Pac-12 members have power, some of them do not. Oregon a little less right now because frankly, they don't have a president. Washington's president is, I think, one of the most powerful figures in all of these conversations. There's just no question about that. What, what this conference gets is largely going to be driven by Washington, Oregon, and the Arizona schools. As it should be. I understand that. But there is nobody that has told me today that Washington is leading a coup that Washington is looking to do its own distribution deal with Amazon. <coughs> Why would Washington do that? Think about what that would mean. If Washington were to leave the Pac-12 and go independent and do a $40 million per year deal, which is Marcus, like a ton of people sent me this story. And bless your hearts, I appreciate you guys always DMing me stories. Like, I really do. But will you please think about the nonsensical ramblings of people does it make sense for washington to leave the pac-12 knowing that they are now i believe tied to washington state 
to leave the Pac-12 to get a $40 million deal from Amazon? Obviously not. Think about what you're saying. They'd have to, the money that they would lose on Pac-12 affiliation, just in scheduling and the money that it would take to schedule up, to travel, to... Do you know how many years it took Tom Homo to build the schedules that they were able to build? And they did that with ESPN, who is, with all due respect to Amazon, Amazon does not have the power, or, or, or really, they don't draw the water in this town that ESPN does. Thanks. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. 40 million bucks is not that much money when you're all alone. When you're in that little rowboat in the middle of the college football ocean, I'm telling you, that's not that much money. And nobody's going to help you. Nobody is going to help you. And do you really believe it's in Washington's best interest as an athletic department to just simply pull out of the, the Pac-12 after next year and say, that we're out? No, I guess not. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Because when you look at the legislative side of things, you're tied to Washington State, number one. Number two, when you look at where Washington is, Washington's not Oregon. And I think Washington realizes they're not Oregon. And the only other thing I want to say before I bring Mr. Big News coming up later uh, back onto the show. Whatever. I'm telling you now that this is far from over. And that they may, they may have resolution in 15 minutes. They may announce a, a really poor, crappy TV deal. That doesn't mean that anybody's going to sign it. Mm -hmm. And the thing that you have to understand is the way that this TV stuff works in the Pac-12 is George Klyovkov's going to go negotiate a TV deal and then try to get 10 people to sign an agreement. Hey, guys. That's essentially what he's doing. And if one of those people doesn't sign that agreement, none of them can sign that agreement. Uh oh They're in bed together. And if Washington chooses not to do that, I would be stunned because it's never going to get there. It's never going to get to a point where Washington's the lone dissenter. Before George would ever go and agree to a deal, he is going to have to have the permission of his presidents, his membership to say, okay, hey, this is the framework we're working with. Are you guys on board with that? It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. And Washington has said, no, we're not on board with that. Yeah. Oregon has said, no, we're not on board with that. The Arizona schools have said, no, we're not on board with that. Yeah. That's where we are as far as Pac-12 goes. Nothing has changed. There was no big decision where Washington's pulling. Like, you guys. Washington didn't go the LeBron route with the decision? I there's no way Washington's trying to go independent. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. That just, do you hear the, do you hear, if you're reporting that Washington is going to bail on the Pac-12 and do a singular deal with, with Amazon, can I ask you a question? Why would Amazon pay Washington $40 million a year? Just, for what? Um, for, so wait, Washington, who we've told you, doesn't want to be on 100% stream. You think now all of a sudden it's going to go independent to be 100% on stream? Um, Bro, like, think about this stuff. Do you, do you hear yourself? It makes no sense. Bro, man. what are you talking about, It man? makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. And I will go back to what we've been saying for months and months and months. 
They're not getting a TV deal until they expand. And they're not going to expand until they get a TV deal. So what does that mean? I don't believe that the Pac-12 is sustainable. I don't. Because if you're Gonzaga basketball, are you going to join the Pac-12 without a new TV deal? Gonzaga. If you're San Diego State, are you going to join the Pac-12 without knowing what the TV deal is? Gonzaga. If you're SMU and the Methodists, are you going to join the Pac-12 without knowing what the TV deal is? In God's name, no. image, and likeness. You're not, you're not doing that. Bro, why did you have to bring the Methodists into it, man? Because we took so much crap yesterday. <laughs> I felt like I needed a Kevlar vest when we were talking about SMU. And people were like, they're not the Methodists anymore. You know, you fat ass, they're not Methodist. Like the comments, so many comments got filtered by YouTube about Methodists and fat ass. There's some like, wild shit going on right now. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I just am, I, I'm amazed. Where do you come down on this? Do you, I, do you ever see Washington going independent? Well, I don't think that, A, they're not going independent. I I, I don't see that. And and B, I, I, you make a great point about, about the streaming thing. Like, you, okay, so if you're not comfortable going streaming, going all in on streaming as a conference, why would you go all in on streaming as an individual? How does that? How does that add up? How does that make any sense? How does that you know calculate? You know, does that does that fit into the back of the envelope calculations equation? Not really, right? So to me, I just I I, I look at this situation and I say, yeah, like Washington, I think is not on board with all stream for the conference. I get that. But also, Washington's not dumb. Washington's not stupid. Washington understands that they're a power team in that conference that, you know, potentially, or not potentially, like realistically, they are the team in that conference right now because, as you said, Oregon doesn't have a president, so they don't have anyone running the ship right now. So the problem is is that Oregon really should be the top dog driving this thing, and they're not because they need some staff. That's the issue. So to me, I look at this whole situation, I just say, this is this whole thing about Amazon and Washington. This feels like a spinoff. This feels like Buddy in Minnesota got bored and had to write a story. That's what this feels like to me. And hey, if it comes to fruition, great. I'll eat my crow sandwich. But I'm happy today to die on the hill of Washington's not going anywhere. And if they do go somewhere, that would be going with Oregon to the Big Ten. That's that's what I think of this situation. 100%. Yeah, I just don't think it makes a lot of sense at all that that you're going to that you're going to do that. I, like, I really do you, don't. Do I you mean, guys understand that if they're going to make a move like that, it, they damn well better hit. Like the you damage, can't miss, dude. But think about the damage that it would do to the Apple Cup. The damage that it does to Washington State to have the University of Washington go independent. Yeah. I mean, and I'm pretty sure, and I can look it up. I'm pretty sure that there is a resolution at the minimum that says what's best for Washington is best for Washington state. So you're not just going to bail and go independent this. And this is again, why I will point to USC and UCLA screwing the rest of the PAC 12. Yeah. Because that move is directly related to UCLA bailing on Cal for the big 10 and, and UCLA having to pay a stipend to Cal. You're looking at Washington and Washington state in largely the same boat. And it just, Makes no common sense. Yeah. It, it makes no common sense it, it whatsoever. By the way, there's also this bit of news as long as we're talking about this, about the Big 12 talking to Fresno State, and they've had multiple conversations. And I'm telling you guys, the Big 12 is...
it's progressive and they're constantly looking to expand and constantly looking to bring more revenue into the conference, I wouldn't at all be surprised if they added San Diego, if they added Fresno. Like the, the Brett Yormark can sit on that video that we played yesterday and tell me all day about how him and Georgie Poo aren't aren't competing. My ass, you're not competing. You are the moves you are making tells me that you see a need to do what you need to do, which is, hey, make sure that the Pac-12 doesn't get the upper hand on you and make sure that you keep them under your thumb because that's right where they are. Think about it, right? Brett Yormark got out to market early, got the TV deal done so that he could say, hey, we've got reliability. We've got stability. Hey, by the way, anybody notice TCU went to the college football playoff final, right? The national championship game. Like Brett Yormark has this thing humming, so the idea that the news would come out that 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 he and Fresno State have had like two or three conversations, that wasn't surprising to me. I know Fresno State's not some marquee brand, right? Yeah, I, I just but, am I am just amazed. I am just amazed that you have a, a scenario where I'm not even gonna talk about the guy who started these rumors. They're meaningless. They're meaningless. You have somebody who who Man, I, you just got to slow your roll a little bit. That's all I'll say. Let's get your thoughts in here. Here's, by the way, again, just because I went through the whole cycle today of, hey, what, what's new? What are we doing? What do we... For what I understand, that there is a contingency plan. If they don't get... If they can't get a new deal that makes sense for them, I just think the Pac-12 is going to wait and try to expand. But sources told me that Gonzaga has told the Pac-12 that they Gonzaga. would not... They would not join unless they knew what the financials look like. And right now, the Pac-12 can't make that deal. They can't. And the other issue is, is that Gonzaga doesn't need, they, they don't need to go anywhere. They, they write their own ticket. Gonzaga is not San Diego State. Right. Gonzaga is not Fresno State. Gonzaga is not Boise State. Yeah. Those schools, if, if they go to the Pac-12 today, it's a pay raise for them. It's, it's a pay raise. Right, And the other thing is this pro rata agreement in the Big 12 in their TV deal. I want to make sure everybody understands this because in our member chat, there was a big argument about this apparently today or a conversation. I've seen people on Twitter getting this wrong. In the Big 12's new TV deal, if they add a Power 5 program, let's say from the Pac-12, they get equal money for that. Program. If they were to add San Diego State, they would not get equal money for that. So you want to wait out the Pac-12 yeah. and see how, how deep the water gets around Klyovkov's throat before you just go lurching at San Diego State because you're not going to get paid P5 full share money from ESPN and Fox on that, right? The exception is Fox, who's got most of the college basketball package in the Big 12, I am told would pay full freight for Gonzaga to join the Big 12, as a basketball only member. Yeah. So the pro rata does not mean that nobody who joins will. It means that if they go and get a G5, a San Diego State, a Mountain West team, those guys aren't getting paid full freight. If they go and get a Washington State, four court, like the Arizonas, the Colorados, the Utahs, they go and get those guys, those guys all get full freight. That's right, T. That's that's what the pro rata is about. Yeah. So I I would just again I'm asking you, and I don't mind that people send me tweets and DMs. I totally get it. 
I'm just asking you to think logically. Does it make sense that Washington's going independent? <laughs> it makes no sense. And oh, the, he don't know nothing. And the source on that is quite literally Jimmy in his car with the garage door closed and the engines running, sending out tweets before his dying day. <laughs> like, I mean, you guys, seriously. Yeah. You got to Be better. <laughs> I mean, it's remarkable how many people just want to run with stuff. Uh, Brandon Butler says Packers front office has Stockholm syndrome. They they have gone full Patty Hearst. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Henry uh, Ginder says UW fan here. There's no way they go independent. Better to just stay in the pack. Yeah. yeah. It, it would be such an uphill climb. Yeah. For Washington Athletics to be independent. I mean, you have to remember that you're not Notre Dame, who, by the way, is just independent in football. So do you think they're going to let you just pull the football program out of the, the, the Pac-12? Ronnie, please. No. Do you know how hard it is to be a full-fledged independent? Ask BYU, who yes. is in the WCC. Right? Like, it's, it's so... You can't possibly fathom the amount of scheduling it takes, the effort, the money that you have to pay teams to play you. You know, because you don't have a conference schedule. Yeah. The effort, the time, your TV, your radio, your everything is instantly devalued. Everything is instantly devalued. All of your big traditional games gone in a blink. Because do you really think Washington State's going to make themselves available to play the Apple Cup? Like, why would the Pac-12 give the, give them a window in late November to play the Apple Cup? I just think from all sides of this thing, it's it's a silly decision. It would be, like, asinine to go independent after, you know, being in the Pac for however long it's been. And, and with the current landscape, I just... <clears throat> Look, Washington's not going to make some dumbass decision about, you know, going independent. Like, it's just, it doesn't logically add up. And I'm not really At in all. the business of of hating on, you know, you know, you know, who are your sources guy. That's not really what we do on this show. I'm not really like, you know, we're not really that show. But when it comes to Buddy in his garage with his car running, I think we need to say that. Yeah, man. It's, it is, I can't believe how far the Pac-12 has fallen. I mean, is falling. Yeah, I mean, they're not done yet. They haven't hit the bottom dude. yet. They yeah. haven't hit the bottom yet. I mean, you look at the devaluation of the Oregon's and the Washingtons and the irrelevance of, with all due respect, the the Oregon states, the Washington states. Cal, with all due respect, Cal is completely irrelevant. You're in getting everything. all these articles, by the way, uh, of what we've been saying too about how like. You have this group of teams like the the four corner schools, the cute little term, the four corner schools, you know, and a couple like Washington and Oregon. You have those schools, and then you're getting articles talking about the rest, the cleanup, who's going to get the scourge of the Pac-12. That's what I'm saying, dude. This thing's only heading one direction. You know what I mean? Like this thing is is heading down a certain path, and that path doesn't lean lead to to long term viability for the Pac-12. And I agree with the comments we're getting. Nothing's going to happen until they go all in and find a way to get San Diego State to join the damn conference. You've got to expand before you get a TV deal done. And they and I don't know. I would guess George understands that. Like, I, I have a hard time believing that, 
you know, Mr. Back of the Envelope Calculations doesn't understand that to get a TV deal done, the TV person's got to know what they're paying for. You know, it's the same concept with Gonzaga as he was just saying. So, like, so I say we're just, we're sitting here, you know, and, and I'm not even complaining. I love having this conversation, but we truly are having the same conversation every day, it feels like, about the situation, who's going to be added, who's not. And then we get crazy tinfoil hat guy over here talking about Washington going independent. That's what happens when when there's nothing really to talk about with it. Tinfoil guy makes something up or comes up with something, whatever the case may be, and just throws it out there, man. Tinfoil guy yeah, makes I mean, something up. I mean, seriously. That's what this feels like. It, it, it makes no sense. Like zero. Like I would, I would, I would say, like I feel like I'm pretty good about being like, hey, like I disagree with this, but I can kind of see the logic. I don't see the logic in this at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, I would agree. And this tweet right here by by John Wilner, and John's a guy I think we all respect, but this this tweet really bugs me because it's just not true. It, this is, I, I have asked, I must be at 30 people now I've asked about research money. And I've been told directly that your research money has nothing to do with what your athletics are doing. Nothing. You are AAU or you are not, period. And it's based on your credentials. So John Wilner today, Wilner Hotline on Twitter, lots of noise and admittedly I am but a half-shelled peanut in the realignment gallery. But curious, for example, what Utah President Taylor Randall, whose university became AAU just four years ago, which means they got an influx of research money, would tell his faculty if the Utes left a conference with six AAUs for a conference with one. Like, what does that have to do with anything? How does a guy like Wilner, and maybe I and the 30-something people I've talked to about this, we're all wrong. And Wilner's right. But as it's been explained to me by numerous people, yeah, if Utah or any other AAU member in the Pac-12 is littered with them, if they were to leave Pac-12 athletics and go to the Big 12, it has nothing to do with your research money. Because again, and I think John Wilner knows this, you're not picking up Rice-Eccles Stadium and putting it on a truck and driving it to Stillwater or to Big 12 country. Just because you're in the Big 12 conference doesn't mean you leave. If <laughs> the AAU, uh, like. I, 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 I must have missed the, the news article that came out about the AAU only being affiliated with the PAC. Did I miss that? Because I, that's what that tweet suggests. I'm amazed by it. The, and it is the Association of American Universities. What about the University of Buffalo? What about Case Western Reserve University? Oh. Because last time I checked, Case Western wasn't in. Now, I could be wrong. You could be wrong. But last time I checked, Case Western University wasn't in the Pac-12. Oh, dude, look. It's Stony Brook University, bro. What are we talking about here, man? Like this is a group of institutions that are aligned philosophically when it comes to research. Facial recognition. And, and I, I'm just I'm just trying to figure it the f out. Like you guys understand, I just want to make sure we're all very, like very clear on this, that the five <laughs> P5 conferences 
have absolutely nothing to do with a school being or not being AAU affiliated, right? Like you understand that. So the idea, and it, can we let's show the tweet one more time. Let's show it one more time. The idea that a guy like this, the guy, the caliber of a John Wilner, would, would say, say this, this is incredible. I, I, like that is head scratch. You're you're essentially saying that if Utah leaves the Pac-12, they lose their research money. Like, are you serious? Okay, and maybe, hey, and, and, and let me let me be let me be little Jimmy in the sunflower field, Mr. Positivity here. Maybe what he meant by this tweet was somehow because the pack has, you know, six AAUs and the Big Twelve has one AAU, that somehow the pack is better. We all know damn well the pack is not better. I'm just from a telling health perspective. You, I'm just telling you. Come on now. That you cannot continue to believe this crap. Come on. Because I'm really, I, I, I will again tell you, I'm getting worn out on this. Because I, 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 I don't understand it. And if, if somebody wants to explain it to me. Because it's garbage. Please do. Because this is directly from the AAU membership website. The mm -hmm. AAU website. Right. Can somebody explain to me where it says Fuck the Big 12. We're not paying you research money if you join those losers in Stillwater. Can somebody explain this to me? And excuse my French, I realize I just cursed. But where does it talk about conference affiliation? Where, do, where in its membership principles, um, is there a number five that I don't see here that um, says, hey, T. Boone Pickens, you jerk? Is there somewhere that it says, you know, Manhattan, Kansas means you're out? Um, the members of the AAU shall approve appropriate criteria for assessing the breadth and quality of these programs and shall apply these criteria in making judgments about potential new members of the association and in assessment of current members. Okay, so here's the English version. <laughs> Our committee is, gonna, is going to evaluate each institution and make a determination on whether they can be an AAU or not. Plain and simple. That's what that says. And so... To me, again, this is why I say, dude, like, I, okay, I respect the fact that Wilner and Canzano are Wilner and Canzano, meaning they've got to the position they're in, they've worked their ass off. I don't deny what they've done and what they do, but what really bothers me about it is, is there's almost this acceptance, almost this intentionality about tweeting or putting out articles Ugh. or having Buddy on your podcast, you know, Cleofcock on your podcast and doing really biased stuff. This tweet is incredible because it suggests that that John Wilner, the John Wilner, thinks that, that that's how AAU works. There, there's not. nothing that says that. Like... <laughs> It, it On their website, and I encourage you, again, their website is aau.edu. That's their website, yeah. aau.edu. And they're a research website. That I mean, they're an, a, a body of researchers. That's yeah. They're not like, oh, well, you know what? TCU, law, well, you know what? Utah lost the Rose Bowl again. We're going to have to reevaluate their membership as a research institution. Yeah, that's stupid. Because we don't feel like they research the Ohio State defense very well. I'm unfamiliar with it. And look, 
again, Wilner and Canzano, I know that they have their nose inserted rectally into the Pac-12. I totally get it. I totally understand it. This is this goes back to them talking to George Klyovkov and having him on their show and allowing him to put out a hit on UCLA and never acknowledging that or apologizing for it. <laughs> to all of a sudden, now they're kissing Brett Yormark's ass on their podcast the other day. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Um, all right, your thoughts here on the Monty Show. By the way, this hour of the show is presented by Bucked Up, Bucked Up Energy. You guys, let's go. You have done such a good job of supporting our Bucked Up links. They're in the description below. Bucked Up, as you guys know, is the official uh, energy drink of the Monty Show. Monty. Our favorite flavor is Miami. Okay, by far. Miami. Oh, are you on board with that now? Yeah, I'm on board with it now. I'm good. You're on board with it. Okay. So you can go to any um, bucked up store, walk in the front door and say, hey, the Monty Show said that you guys are going to give us a free can of bucked up energy. Yes. Where's my uh, Miami? They're going to give it to you. Or you can go online at buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase. I want better fucking execution. Or, and this is what I would tell you to do. If you're not familiar with bucked up somehow, which I think is crazy, but... If you're not familiar with Bucked Up, click the link in the description below and you get three free samples and a free shaker cup to use them in. Yeah. Their shaker cups are utterworldly. They're amazing. And it's free. They'll send you samples and a shaker cup. And then go back to buckedup.com once you figure out how amazing the samples are and use the promo code Monty. But right now, get into the description, click on the link that says free samples. And they'll be at your door. Like some people are getting them next day. Like they, sh it. they ship really quickly. Yes. Hook it up. Get yourself some free bucked up uh, in the description below or go to buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase. All right. Let's get your thoughts in here. Gumby Too Sexy says A-A-U-E-I-O-U and sometimes W-W-U. That's uh, exactly okay. right. Exactly. Uh, let's see. D-Rock Irish. What's up, my guy? He says, Nebraska was bought, brought into the Big Ten and initially were not given certified. We're not even certified AAU. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. Are you I, sure? Like, Come on, dude. Are you sure? I don't know that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Idiots. This research thing is so frustrating. I, I mean, it is. It is seriously frustrating. It's 65 universities, man. And again, I think the best part of this is, hey man, uh, it's the University of Buffalo. It's Carnegie Mellon. No, I thought Car you said Carnegie Mellon. Does Carnegie Mellon have a football team? <coughs> Northwestern <coughs> University. Does Northwestern University have, they do and they're terrible. I grew up like two blocks um, from what was then Dyke Stadium. Um, um, I mean, Tufts, UC Santa Cruz. Like, you just look at some of these universities and you're like, dude, what does athletics have to do with the time of day? Nothing. At Nothing. Massachusetts Institute of Technology, otherwise known as MIT. Nothing. Stop it. I love you. I, I do. We're friends. Uh, CKS says, does Utah have competent leadership? I wonder. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's a, it depends on your definition of competent. That's all you it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. Ken Williams says, hey, all, I just got in from the fields. Did What's you, up, Ken? Did, did you pet your longhorns? Bro. You know. Uh, Greg Hawkins. If you felt these balls. Greg Hawkins says, as for Wilner, if the, if the four corners end up in the Big 12, 
then they are they would be four AAU schools in the 12, not one. Kansas, Colorado, Utah, and Arizona. It's just an asinine take. It is. And I'm not one to like be like, hey, he's an idiot. Like those two are clearly plugged in and yet still are saying these things. Yeah. Uh, McKinley Cutler says, according to my sources, Donovan Mitchell has been traded to the Knicks. Is he the one saying this? Unbelievable. No way, McKinley Cutler. McKinley, are you on the radio show being texted about Don going to the Knicks? No, no. You know what he's talking about? What? The guy in the morning. Remember that? It was like, oh, the Donovan Mitchell trade to the Knicks is done. And then he retracted it. Yeah. Remember? You know what I'm talking about? I don't want to call a guy out by name, but. Yeah. Is that McKinley? Is that who said this? That's crazy. D-Rock says this program really digs into the Pac-12 situation. Kudos for keeping us updated. Most college football landscape is incoherent or doesn't really know what is transpiring in the Pac-12. Well, dude. Yeah, I appreciate that comment, first of all. First of all, I appreciate that. We just happen to have relationships with people who are in the middle of a lot of great stories. Yeah. And it's because we've worked in media for decades. That we just, when you work in the same industry for 30 years, you're just... It's a coaching tree, essentially. You just know people who are here, there, everywhere. And then did, when you've been doing the show for eight years and they know you do the show and, you know, they want to contribute to the program and make it better and they want to help and they want to do things, like, it just, you know, it, it, again, and I'm not even being pat myself on the back. I, it just it pays to know people, as the saying goes, and we happen to know some people. Yeah, totally agree. Stop DMing me links to this dude's... So many people are DMing me links to a guy that's got seven, seven followers. And if you just go in, uh, no. What the fuck are you, Ranger Rick? No, I'm not doing it. I'm not. Don't fall into the, the trap, dude. We're good. I am not We're doing good, bro. it. bro. I'm not. No, I'm putting my Twitter DMs away. Yeah, put it away. I'm just telling you. It, but is is that true, McKinley? Is that where you're... Is you're, that what you're saying? Or are you saying that, that that's the same guy who said that? Or? Oh, no. He said, no, just give me an example of how people will throw stuff out for clickbait. Okay. I was going to say, well, if that's the cl- same we're, dude... We're a clickbait show. You know that, right? You know, we I mean, just want... You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, if AAU is a determiner for research, research partnerships, then what exactly is holding schools back from jumping to the Big 12? Just incompetent leadership, Klyovkov being Klyovkov? I think it is. I And I'm not trying to be a jerk about this. I, I don't have a dog in the fight, man, but I think it's arrogance. Why would Mark Harlan, the, the, and I'll go back to this tweet because I yeah. think it's incredibly relevant. Why would Mark Harlan... Just reply randomly and not reply, quote, tweet, quote, we're not leaving. When there is a conversation about how the Pac-12 had its own platform on Friday night and couldn't outdraw two Big 12 teams not named OU in Texas. That, like that right there, Greg Hawkins, that's why you're you're in trouble. Yeah. That's why you're in trouble. And, and again... I just simply say, I, I look at the news that you get from people continuously. And again, I'll use Wilner and Canzano. John Wilner is, he's the best Pac-12 guy I know. And over the last six months, he's turned into a homer. Like, it's shocking. Yeah, He's turned into a guy who will never report anything negative about George Klyovkov. <coughs> John Canzano, one of the most respected voices in the Northwest has turned into a complete homer on the Pac-12. Oh, like, shit. They let a guy in George Klyovkov come on their podcast 
and just spout information at the end of the day turned out not to be true. Yeah. About UCLA, it was, and if you remember, we said on the show, it was a hit piece. And I, I just don't know how you, how you explain that, man. Like, why do you, why would you do that? You have, like, their Yormark interview was okay. Yeah. But you could tell, with all due respect to Wilner and Kenzano, I just don't think that they were well-prepared on Big 12 issues. With all due respect. Yeah, they I, were there to try and get dirt for the Pac-12. That's think, what it felt like. You know, I think that in media, a lot of people are willing to sacrifice the truth to gain the convenience uh, and the ability to say, hey, this dude came on our show. Or, dude, this hey, is John did. Wilner. I, I get it. It's John Wilner. I get you know it, how long I've trusted John Wilner? Yeah, and again, and I know, I know. Typically, you know, our conversations get to this point, but I'm going to say it: John Wilner doesn't mean as much to me as he means to you. And John no, Wilner—that's true. John Wilner is showing me his true colors, as you said, the last six months. It's very clear what they are doing with this Pac-12 situation. It really is, yeah. And it does bother me. That doesn't mean that I hate them or that I dislike them. But this is much like my opinions on local media. I'm not going to respect a media outlet that's going to pan or yeah cater to you know pander to a a a a, a body because they want him on the show, right? That's why I always have an honest conversation about Ryan Smith because that's what's correct, even if he doesn't want to come on the show. Even though I guarantee you, and I will die on this hill. That dude will come on this show before it's over. He will at some point. Tanner T says, I love this tweet by Mark. The overconfidence of saying Utah is the best draw program in the Pac-12 is awesome. Yeah. It, when, the, when the fact is what Mark Harlan should be saying is we're one of the most underutilized athletic vehicles in the Pac-12. Nobody knows how good Utah is. Nobody yeah. knows how good Whittingham is. Nobody knows how, you know... But like, they don't believe that. They don't believe that. Utah, like, you know, Mark Harlan, you know, Witt, I don't think they believe that. I mean, nobody knows. Can, how many people can name three people on Kyle Winningham's staff? Like, I, I, if Andy Ludwig isn't getting embarrassed and embarrassing Notre Dame through no fault of his own, do you know who Andy Ludwig is? Like, the guy that nobody knows. Does anybody know who Jim Harding is? Hey, Jim, Jim Harding is one of the best offensive coaches in the country, and nobody knows who he is. Hey, who uh, who played in the Rose Bowl this year? Well, Penn State did, right? It was Penn State. How, do you remember who they played? Nah, but they won. Yeah. They dominated that game. They won. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Wilner is trying to save his job. Really? Do you really think that John Wilner is trying to save his job? Why do you think that, Greg? Just just because I know you usually when you have takes like that, you are pretty informed on it. So why do you think that? I, I don't think I don't John Wilner is a guy that is sure, he 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 does the Pac twelve hotline, the Pac twelve mailbag, San Jose Mercury News, like he is phenomenal at his job. If the Pac twelve dissolves tonight, he's all of a sudden gonna become a big twelve hotline guy. Yeah. Right, I mean, he's not. I don't think John Wilner's out of a job. Cal, Stanford, everybody in you know the Pac-12 is still going to play football under a different umbrella. I, I, I just don't understand the need to try and 
I don't know what this is, placate the Pac-12 or save the Pac-12 or advocate yeah. or espouse for or bloviate. Like, I don't get it. Doesn't make you feel responsible. I, I, I don't understand it. And the thing that's hard for me is John Wilner is a go-to news source for me. Like, every time he puts something out, I read it. Yeah. I look forward to his work. Canzano, okay, not so much. Like, I lost a lot of respect for John Canzano in that in that interview with Klyovkov. I really did. Like, yeah. No, I don't blame you. I, I mean, really lost a lot of respect for him. Well, and I think it's what we see, you know, and again, I'm not trying to turn the tie of the conversation, but I just think we see it. It's it's funny we're talking about this with Wilner and Canzano in the Pac-12 situation because we see this all the time. This isn't new. Like, this isn't some... Dude, we put a short out today about how the the staff at Fox News all knew that the uh, you know the election fraud thing was a lie and you know like like all this stuff was made up like but they're fine running that stuff because they want to be relevant. Like and that's what I kind of feel like is happening here. Hey, we see the yellow brick road isn't so yellow anymore in the Pac-12. So we're going to we're going to cater to George and be a, be an outlet for him so that so that we can survive when the reality should be for specifically for John Wilner cuz I agree with you Kanzano's whatever Wilner's really the brass for Wilner dude if buddy would just write honest articles and really give you a take he would be fine for as long as he wants to write because he has such good work yeah that's a shame yeah i don't know man i just i i'm the Wilner thing sticks in my craw a little bit. You know, like it, it's just, it's to me, it's, I really respect John Wilner. I really like John Wilner's work. Like it, it's. How long have you been following him? How long has it been like, generally speaking, like years. ballpark? I couldn't even tell you. As like long five as, years, 10 years. Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't know how far back I would go, but I mean, it's. I mean, he's been, he's got it. He's had a great career. Like the guy, yeah. I mean, he's not even old, but I, I just. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe says, like button casuals. Where are we at on the show? I haven't looked. We're at about 1,000 views. Um, and granted, Friday is always a very slow day. Friday light, yeah. Friday light all the time. Yeah. Um, about 1,000 views and 44 likes. Yeah, so if all 133 of you could hit the like button, that would be amazing. Um, Cyclone Steve says, did the pack announce their TV deal yet? They have not. No, sir. I have not. Um. And I, I still maintain, and I'd love to see your comments on this. I, I've said it yesterday. I said every time we talk about this, on the Pac-12, I go all in with Amazon. Now, if you're just tuning into the show, um, there, is a, there is an update in that. There really is no update. Um, that's the update. Yeah. Okay, thanks for coming. All right, um, thanks. See you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, take yeah. care now. All right. Um, the Pac-12 remains split. There was this ridiculous rumor that Washington um, was attempting to go independent and leave the Pac-12 uh -huh. and do its own TV deal with All Amazon. Gas. I'm told that's completely not true. Yeah. Um, that in the way he put it, the guy I talked to in who's very close to this situation said, it's not impossible. It's stupid. And it is highly unlikely that there's any veracity to that story. Yeah. Cause it just makes no sense. Because the number thrown out was, I, I think, like $30 million or something stupid like that. <laughs> Wouldn't you just join the Come Big on, 12 guy. and make the same money? Like, save yourself the time. Right? Why would you do that? Um, but, you know, I, would, I also have had a couple of conversations today about the fact that the Pac-12 remains divided on the veracity of a Tier 1 stream deal. 
and that they, Washington, Oregon, and the Arizona schools, again, I was confirmed today, none of them are on board with with a uh, tier one best games on stream. None of them. And the funny thing is, is that we continue to hear different levels of interest from Amazon. And I don't know what the, um, I don't know what the truth is. What I do know is, is that Amazon has wavered back and forth between, yeah, we'll be your tier one provider to, yeah, we'll take, you know, two games a week and stream your two biggest games. And that, you know, that, that, you know, this is how ESPN and Amazon would do a deal together would be that, yeah, hey, we'll stream two games on Amazon. And you know what? We'll, we'll, you know, of the $250 million per year per, you know, per year of the contract for seven years, we'll pay you $100 million and we'll take your two biggest games of the week. ESPN will get everything else and allegedly would pay $100 million a year. The problem with that is that's only $200 million. Right. Where's the other 50 going to come from? Mm-hmm. Well, they were counting on CBS, who said no thanks. They were counting on Fox, who said no thanks. Um. So you're stuck, and that's why there hasn't been a TV deal done. But I think to your point, that's why they need to take definitive direction and, in our opinion, go all in on Amazon. But you just have to go. You Be- ju- I mean, you just have to take because a direction. I don't believe that. I think the reason now that there's some hesitation there. It's because I don't think Amazon's willing to pony up a gazillion dollars for this. And by the way, the other thing I'd like to say is just because Amazon had layoffs this year and just because it, just because a certain business unit of a massive billion-dollar company goes through layoffs does not mean that the sports division at Amazon is broke. Just because Disney laid off in its entertainment division doesn't mean that ESPN is broke. I would remind you that Bob Iger said that ESPN is profitable. Yeah. So you got to stop reading into, hey, Amazon laid people off. Hey, ESPN laid people off. I saw today at a major news outlet, ESPN (coughs) laid people off. ESPN did not lay people off. Disney laid people off. Yeah. ESPN is remarkably profitable. They're doing quite well. And a lot of it is they've done pretty well churning more money on multi-platform. Now, ESPN Plus has cost them money, but the rest of their of their universe has been quite profitable. The NBA has been profitable for ESPN. Now, you look at college football, they're making a ton of money on the college football playoff. Like ESPN doesn't need to overpay the Pac-12 because they're already profitable, man. Well, it's like this thing, they already have the SEC. Right? Like, everyone seems to forget that. Hey, the SEC is going to be on ESPN. They've got the SEC. They've got the Big 12. They've got the ACC. Like, you guys. it's all part of the plan. What are they desperate for? Nothing. They've got the NFL. They, like, what are they desperate for? They're not desperate for anything. Yeah. So, the idea that ESPN, and I don't know, I, I, I don't have a high level of confidence that ESPN would take Tier 1 rights, but I also don't think they're going to exceed $100 million. But if you're ESPN, aren't you sitting here watching the wick burn away on the Pac-12 candle? And you're like, all right, we're gonna you keep are. you're we're gonna keep waiting for these guys to kind of suffer and fizzle out. And then we're gonna get right in there. If Amazon chooses not to do this, or you know, if they go a different route, 
would anyone be surprised if Amazon leveraged the hell out of the or if ESPN leveraged the hell out of the Pac-12 to get a really cheap deal done? I think Come if on. Amazon were to pull out of this or if ESPN were to pull out of this, the Pac-12 would collapse. <laughs> Honest to God, because nobody else is going to bid on your tier one, dude. Fox, again, we reported it first in August. Fox told the Pac-12, we're not interested in tier one. We Our plate is full. We do not have... Fox doesn't have the inventory for tier one rights to the Pac-12. They don't have the landscape. So you go to CBS. CBS has limited landscape. Okay, well, let's go to NBC. NBC now also has limited landscape with the Big Ten, but they're also trying to keep Notre Dame. Yeah. So their land, they, they, like you guys, the 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 place that you put this, and, and I would also remind you that, hey, ESPN's got the NHL, ESPN's got the UFC. You look at the NASCAR deal, you look at the, like all of the, the Major League Baseball deal, the NBA deal that's coming up. Yeah. Those are far more attractive. Don't you, do, do people realize that the NBA deal that Amazon's trying to get is far more attractive to them than the college football deal with Pac-12? Like, I'm not trying to be an alarmist here. The Pac-12 is teetering on disaster like they have ten abort. quite literally a crisis of their very existence an existential crisis is you're watching it explode in the face of the pac-12 right now today because if espn or amazon pulls out it's over yeah nobody's signing that grant of rights for seven years at 150 million dollars yeah nobody and I, I, I have told you this repeatedly. My sources have told me that Amazon's at $100 million. And ESPN at one point was at $150 million. But I think they've come off of that. Well, I, why wouldn't you come off of it? I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, ESPN's just sitting here waiting. It's a very dangerous place, man. It is because ESPN just has so much programming. Yeah, they have. They just don't need to waste money. Program, you know, like they just don't need to. All right, let me get some of your comments in here. I know I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, M. Morris says uh, now you're pulling out that AAU vocabulary. Exactly right. Yeah. But it it literally is an existential crisis, a crisis of existence. That's what's happening in the Pac-12. It is a crisis of existence. They may very well not exist in two years. Um, that's how close they are. And the other thing is that's interesting today is it was pointed out to me by a very close friend of mine in the TV business. Did anybody see what happened at YouTube today? Hmm. Yeah. Their CEO quit. Yeah. They don't have a leader. So what does that mean? Chill. Everything stops. All new innovation, all new money. All of that stops until they have a leader in place. And by the way, did you see the CEO of YouTube quit before they announced the, the NFL Sunday ticket? You know. They did not. They got that deal done and she walked away. Yeah. And it's a big deal because I think YouTube TV and Larry Scott talked to us. We asked him about Google. Yeah. All those years ago. I actually think it's on the channel too. 
All those years ago, Larry Scott talked about the, the, the Google, you know, talking to Google. I'm telling you, there's nowhere for the Pac-12 to go unless you're going to Tubi. Unless you're going to like... I'm sorry, did you say Kubi? Ron Kubi. Uh, no, I said <laughs> Tubi TV, right? <laughs> or, you know, like Amazon's got Amazon Freebie. Yeah. That nobody knows about. Free Amazon. Amazon Freebie. Does anybody in the chat, have you ever heard of Freebie? Amazon Freebie is Amazon Prime Video, but for free. You know, like it, it's a very, it's a very interesting landscape, man. And this story today, I'm telling you, it's garbage. <laughs> what? Yeah, Greg Hawkins comment right there in the middle. Uh, let's see. Greg Hawkins says, Pac-12 on OnlyFans after dark. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. The halftime show is George Klyavkov. No, I'm not going to. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Taking uh, feet pics? <laughs> no, I was going to make a your mark reach around Klyavkov thing, but I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. Uh, let's see. Cyclone TV says Pluto TV. Andy H says uh, they're going to stadium. Exactly. Right. Exactly. How about, uh, but anybody see Shams got a deal with AT&T? Oh, is that so? Shams has an AT&T wireless commercial. Oh, boy. How about that? I love it. Uh, Paul McNaught says the writing is on the wall. Which Pac-12 school pulls out first Another and when? Another angle, dude. Who's going to be the first one? Because the first one, once the first one goes, that dam is going to break. I agree. All of our football talk uh, at football at 50. Only two more football at 50 segments this year. Putting the football season to bed today, man. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Hey, what do you guys make of this Aaron Rodgers story? Hey, Raj. Hey, Raj. Um, there is some frustration in Green Bay. Finally, there is frustration in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers... The Packers say they're done with him and that he will not play for the Packers again. Jake, do you buy it? Do you? Is there veracity? Yeah, I buy half of it. I buy. So the reporting says that they're disgusted with Aaron Rodgers and they're done with him and they're moving on. And the other half of the reporting says that if he insists on coming back, that they would sit him down behind Jordan Love. And... I'm here to tell you that's never going to happen. They're going to trade this guy. And, you know, to me, the 49ers make the most sense. But that's NFC to NFC action right there. And that I don't think they want that. You cannot trade Aaron Rodgers. If you're the Packers, you cannot trade Aaron Rodgers to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. But the problem Sorry, is bro. most people think they're not going to have another choice. That most most other teams aren't going to want to pay that pay that. Tab. I think they're going to have to release him and they're going to have to have a terrible cap year. Because if if you're Aaron Rodgers, are you walking away from any of that money? No. Hell no. You're not. I mean, they're paying A-Rodge one way or the other because he ain't retiring. I guarantee you, he his ass is coming out of that dark cave that he's yeah. been in with the bats nude. Yeah. And he's going to be like, yeah, I want to get paid. I mean, I want to play football. I love football. Wait, I love getting Aaron paid. Aaron Rodgers wants to be paid an exorbitant amount of money to play a child's game? Who knew? Dude. Who the hell knew? I'm just saying um, that it is, it's going to be crazy. When Aaron Rodgers comes out of that cave 
and Mark Davis is standing there with a Raiders jersey and that bull haircut. Like, hey, son. Hey, son. Welcome home, boy. Hey, Aaron, I got some ayahuasca for you known as PBR. Hey, it looks like you got a tick down there on your dingleberry. Let's go ahead and get a match and burn that MFR out of there. Anyway, my point is he's not going to the 49ers. I think I think the Raiders are far more likely. Derek Carr, however, we know is going to meet with the J-E-T-S Jets. Jets, Zacky Poo. You like, do you, do you like Derek no, Carr to dude. the Jets? Hell no. I, I just, I don't know why you would go to the Jets after you leaving the Raiders situation. It's the same situation, bro. The only difference is, is you're in New York. Now, whether you think that's a positive or a negative, that's up to him. I'm telling you that it's a negative for a guy like Derek Carr who needs to go to a situation that's playoff ready and he needs to make a deep playoff run, man. I mean... If I had a hammer, I'd hit you with it. Because your lack of respect for Derek Carr, the Derek Carr slander that is happening on this show daily of late needs to stop. And you can sit there and drink your bucked up all day, buckedup.com promo code Monty that you want. But I'm telling you, Derek Carr, I think, is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Not top five, but top 10. And I think if he goes anywhere but the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback this year. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I think he's going to have a great year. And I, I look at Derek Carr, and again, I understand he had he had Spice Adams this year, and everybody was like, Devontae, they're friends. Devontae. Bless up and stuff. I get it. It didn't work out. It didn't work out, mainly because the Raiders are not good at footballing. If, if you put... Derek Carr on the Packers, if you put Derek Carr on on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you put Aaron Rodgers on the Oakland Raiders that are now playing in Las Vegas, they're a better football team. If you put Derek Carr on the Jets, he's a terrible quarterback. If you put Derek Carr on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're a better football team. You put Derek Carr on the Green Bay Packers, they're a better football team. I dare say, if you put Derek Carr in Tampa, they're going to win a Super Bowl. Is Derek Carr, quote, mid? (laughs) Will you close your eyes for a minute? I will knock you the... (laughs) No, Teddy. Take your $2 back, Teddy. He is not mid. So right there, bro. We go to we go to more betters for lunch today, and yeah, the line's out the door. And Jake's like, "This is so mid." <laughs> you ruined it, Teddy. You ruined my Jakey poo. Yeah. Uh, Et says, uh, "Car and Rogers battle of the mids." Yeah. Okay. Andy H, noted Raider fan. With all due respect, as a 40-plus year Raider fan, Carr is an average QB, so you just called him mid. Yeah. Uh, no way he's top 10. Okay, you want to play this game with yeah, me, Andy H? Andy H, you want to go there? Because oh, I'll boy. take you places. Stat, stat machine's coming out, bro. I'll take you places. I'm not saying you'll want to go to those places, sir, but I will take you there. Damn. Top 10 quarterbacks in the National Football, Football League. League. Okay, so who's the best quarterback in football? Well, Your it's Pat, Patrick. <laughs> you are treading. 
And it's this news. It's your big news that has energized you today. Uh-huh. You're excited. You're feeling good. You're energized. Like, uh-huh. And I get that. I get that. But I want you to know, I've beaten wholesale ass for less. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes won. Clearly. Head and shoulders the best quarterback in the league. Who would you say is number two? I mean, you could... Are we going stats or eyeball test? Eyeball test. Eyeball test. Who's number two? Oh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I got to go Joe Burrow. Wild Joey. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Smoking Joe from the desk of the mayor. Okay, Joe Burrow number two. I can even take that. Justin Herbert three. Definitely. Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is behind Justin Herbert. Uh, but what about the playoff experience, dude? He's won some stuff and Herbert hasn't. No, 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 no. Let's get this right about Josh Allen. Josh Allen's been to the mountaintop, brother. <laughs> brother? And, he, and he fell back down the mountain, brother. Oh, please. He didn't perform dude, in the biggest come moments. On. Justin Herbert, three. Josh Allen, four. I mean, and then there's just a bunch of dudes. There's well, just. You know, uh, you know Tanner's going to come in here and. Want to put Jalen Hurts as the top quarterback in the league? I think he's. I think he is fourth or fifth. If you go Patty Ice one, if you go Smoke and Joe two, Herbert three, Josh Allen four. I think Jalen Hurts five, and then I think it's just a crapshoot. Two a tag of your mama. I'm taking Derek Carr, and this is what we always do. Derek Carr's not top five, but he's in that next five, right? Because is he better than Tua? Yes. Yes, he is. Is he better than Geno Smith? Yes, he is. Is he better than Jared Goff? Yes, he is. Jared Go- mid? Jared Goff is mid. Come Derek on. Carr is better than Come Jared. On. You're telling me he's not. Who's been to a Super Bowl? Oh, the Rams defense. Well, I'm trying not to be a jerk about it. Well, you're being mid right now. Okay. <laughs> Teddy Wayman, I am never forgiving you for this. Ever. I am never forgiving you for this. Hey, Derek, Carr, Derek Carr or Geno Smith? Derek Carr. Thank you. Hey, Teddy, that tile job you do in Buddy's house better not be mid. <laughs> Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, brought to you by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off marinara meatball. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at Papa Murphy's. .com. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Why are you texting me during the show, you jerk? Like what? he's sending me texts during, what are you sending me? Raphael sent us a picture of how he listens to the show and I think it's cool. That's why. Damn, baby. That's why, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That is not mid. That is top tier. She is not mid. I mean, yeah, that's awesome that he watches the show while he's working out. He's doing P90X, I think that is. Nice, dude. My God. 
Yeah. I would do P90X as well, if what, or whatever her name is. Who anyway, the point with? is, uh, the Monty Show live at the Maverick Center on All-Star Weekend. Let's finish this argument over mid or not mid. <laughs> Craig Hawkins. Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones is big. guy. Where does Daniel Jones... Just take a dice of AC, okay? Just relax. Daniel Jones He's or Derek Carr? 10, bro. Daniel, but he hit 3,200 yards. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. What 15, did Derek Carr have? Only 15 touchdowns. Only, you know. What did Derek Carr have? Derek Carr had 3,500 yards in 15 games, 24 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. What is, what is Derek Carr's best season? Has he ever been a 4,000-yard guy? Oh, Derek Carr's had some MVP caliber, one MVP caliber season. Let's not get carried away. Like, um, 4,804 4, yards in 2021, 23 touchdowns, 14 picks. Yeah. 40 sacks. Yeah. It's not, I, now that's no, you know, 55 like Russ had last year. Right. But, I mean, he is career 217 touchdowns to 99 interceptions. Yeah, two to one. Way more than two to one. Yeah. He, you'd like to see the knock on Derek Carr is he doesn't complete passes at a high level. That's the that's the biggest issue. So, listen, I think Derek Carr is better than – I mean, Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers? You're probably Aaron taking Rogers. Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, you're probably taking Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Boyd Lake, is Carr better than Cousins? Yes. Sam Lott says, give me Tyler Huntley. <laughs> Guy – I get it. He he went to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, we get it. Stop. We get it. Tyler Huntley. Um, Cousins is better than Carr. Teddy, is it piss off Monty Day today? Is that what this is, Teddy? Uh, Tanner says, I think Derek Carr was an MVP candidate in 2016. Uh, Kyler Johnston says, I'd take Cousins. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. McKinley Cutler says, Derek Carr is no Zach Wilson, but he'll do exactly. Because it's garbage. You know. Uh, Tanner T says, Carr isn't even mid. He's basic. Damn. <laughs> Damn. You know, okay, I'll die on the Derek Carr Hill. I, I, I'll die on the Derek Carr Hill. I will. Teddy says, nah, bro, it's <laughs> it's truth-telling day. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Okay. That's fine. That's okay. absolutely fine. Yeah. The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney live online, 24-7. 365 at theadvocates.com. I think, that, what do you think the biggest story in sports is? I certainly think the All-Star the game. The All-Star game right now, yeah. The Celebrity All-Star game is beginning. I hate the Celebrity All-Star game. I don't even know who Everett Osborne is. I have no idea who that well, is. Well, but he's wearing leggings, so that's what matters. What do you like? What do you like in All-Star Weekend? Are you a three-point guy? Yeah, or are you a three slam dunk guy? Three-point guy and slam dunk contest. Mac McClung has promised he is going to do two dunks that have never been done in an All-Star dunk contest before. Uh-huh. That's what he says. Who's Marcos Mian? Host of Brazilian variety show Calderao. Who is? Like, I don't know who these people are, dude. Anyway, my point is... Um, who's Calvin Johnson? I'm kidding. He's a wide receiver. He's very mid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did I do it right? Did I, is that how you, is that how you That's do it? That's the trolling way to use mid. Yeah. Is that how you use mid? Yes. Yes. Um, I think the NBA all-star game by far is the biggest story in Utah sports. I think this PAC 12 story is absolutely a big deal. 
Um, so let me get this right. Hold on. Hold okay. on. Okay. I got to get this. I got to say this. Ryan Smith just rolled out on the floor for the All-Star game, for the Celebrity All-Star game, wearing the snapback. Is the snapback tired? Oh, is the snapback mid or is it good? It's douchey. That's what people say. <laughs> I don't care about the snapback. Is is Ryan Smith Can we wearing get a poll? it? No. <laughs> I really hate polls. Is Ryan Smith wearing a snapback hat, douchey? Yeah. No, it's not. I mean, it's probably. Yeah, it's probably. And this is such a good picture of him wearing. His, I should I do him like that, yes, dude? dude. Like, that's you're so, not doing him like anything, buddy. Took the picture. What do you want from us, man? I, I is Ryan Smith wearing a snapback hat? Is that him being a douche? I don't think it's being him being a douche. I do think it's interesting to be an owner and be wearing a snapback. If you were an owner of an NBA team, would you wear a snapback? No, no, because you're not a snapback guy. No, but I mean, you but, look at but Ryan even if Smith, you were, and, dude. It's a Qualtrics hat. That's the other problem. Guy, you've made a billion on that company. Can we stop hearing about Qualtrics? <laughs> but I don't know. I, I just... What are the comments saying? Do people think it's douchey to wear the snapback? Hey, hey, guys, 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 guys. Is it mid to wear a snapback? Like, that's the thing that drives me <laughs> crazy. First of all, you're a GD billionaire. You can wear whatever you want. Like you can wear mm, whatever you, mm, you. He's a billionaire, right, but he's representing the Utah Jazz. I don't know that he can wear anything he wants, dude. What other owner in the league do you see wearing? The okay, Ben Affleck's on the TV. Everybody relax. Speaking of being a douche, Ben Affleck's on the TV. But I don't have a problem with it. I don't. Um, let's see. Boyd Lake says kind of vintage vibe, cool. Okay. Okay. Uh, Henry Ginder says, yes, it's douchey. Okay. Greg Hawkins says the snapback is the bell bottom jeans of the mid 2010s. Well, is that a bad thing? Uh, M Morris says he's trying to make Utah cool again. Uh, Austin Napierski says it's a snapback man, not a freaking speedo. Yeah. But still people just get turned up about okay, it. Okay, Listen. If Ryan Smith comes out in a speedo, Austin, I will go to another Whoever game. Together. This I, shit, I don't even fired. I don't even know. Like, are you, why did, now you put that image in my head and I just don't need to see that. I just don't need to see that. Uh, Keaton Critchlow, what's up, my guy? Yeah, that hat is douchey, but have he, you seen him without a hat? I have not. Does he have a hair? Probably, he, he doesn't have, he's kind of got, got like fine a, hair. His hair's fine. He's got like a crow's nest and stuff, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, right? I mean, I don't think that's the terrible. Uh, Tanner Plummer says we need to consult the douche meter for Ryan Smith. Yeah. That used to be a drop on the show, but Jake doesn't play drops anymore. You know, I'm just saying it's fine. So, um, Woe just tweeted that Fred Van Vliet has new representation. He does. No. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. For Why? Toronto, dude, that is oh, not Oh, he's leaving good, Toronto. Bro. There's no doubt. But this goes back to the Jordan Clarkson conversation. Why didn't they trade Fred Van Vliet? Yeah. No idea. Dumb. Should have traded him. Do you guys like Ryan Smith? I like Ryan Smith a lot. I think Ryan's done a good job as the owner of the Jazz. I think he represents our state really well. I think he's done a really good job as a brand ambassador during the All-Star game. Yeah. 
Um, I think he he's really done a good job representing the team. And like, I, I mean, do you like the way that Ryan Smith has gone about owning the Jazz? Yeah, I mean, so far I think he's done well. I think that you know the 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 representation piece he's done well with. I think I don't like some of the Travis Scott stuff. I don't like some of the other you know like the jersey rollout. I definitely could have been handled better, but you know it's kind of in the past, water under the bridge type situation. So for me, like I don't hold that against him necessarily, but I I don't know. I, I I feel like the All-Star game is something that you can't mess up. And I'm not saying he's messing it up. But I think that Utah is much more diverse than it was. Um, and I think that the age range is much deeper or wider than it was. So some people say the snapback's great. Other people say the snapback is douchey. I'm saying that the snapback is his style. And anybody, any other owner wearing a snapback in the league would look like an idiot. But Ryan does it, and it's fine. So it is what it is, man. But I just, I think he's taking the team in the right direction. They need to win. That's what they need to do. They need to win games. They need to look more mature in the second half. You know, Will Hardy's got to develop as a head coach. We can't be having 25-point leads at the half for for the Grizzlies, only for you to dig it back. Like, we can't have that. Like, you got to be more consistent and grow and do the things we're all talking about. So, I don't, yeah, I think he's done a good job. The Jordan Clarkson thing, frankly, pisses me off. I don't get it. I'm not going to excuse for the guy. Like, I'm not going to sit here and give the guy a free pass on it. In my opinion, Ryan Smith, you know, likes the guy. He's got emotions about the guy. You know, you've got reporters in this town today. Man, that tweeting. is stuck in your craw, Yeah, because dude. it's a bad business decision. You're going to pay the guy $95 million this summer to do what? To step out of bounds in the most crucial you know, point in the game. That's what you're paying him to do. Yeah. All of, our, all of our NBA and Utah Jazz Talk is presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Again, was just there yesterday We were we, when we had lunch today um, in West Jordan, right next door to a Quick Quack Car Wash. Amazing. Uh, it's so good to see those guys because they're always smiling. They're always professional. That's what I really like about Quick Quack. And the bottom line is when you go to a Quick Quack Car Wash, you know the car is coming out clean. That really makes a difference to me because Quick Quack – if you can't wash a car, all the smiling faces, all the quick and efficient time, all the colors and lights and stuff for the kids means nothing if the car comes out dirty. At Fast. Quick Quack, the car comes out spick and span. The kids love it because there's lights in the tunnel and different colored soap. You get free towels, free vacuums, smiling faces. Quick Quack Car Wash presents all of our Utah Jazz and NBA talk on the Monty Show. And on my Twitter, by the way, um, uh, there is a link for a, uh, 50% off car wash, uh, on the Monty show, Twitter at the Monty show, M O N T Y the Monty show. Uh, make sure you take advantage of that because it really is, it really is pretty cool that quick whack and I'll, I'll, I'll put the link to it in the comment section here in just a minute, but it's really cool that, you know, Quick Quack is giving our listeners 50% off of any car wash of your choice. Yeah. Um, so I would tell you, hey, go get it, man. Uh, make sure that you, when you get your car washed, you trust those that are the best. And that very clearly uh, is Quick Quack Car Wash. So I do think Ryan Smith has done a good job. Mm -hmm. I, I think that when you look at Ryan and you see that Ryan Smith is somebody that you can count on, you you I think you can believe um, that Ryan's not going to embarrass our town yeah. or our state. I think that's huge because a lot of owners are embarrassing. Yeah, I want to be really clear. I think he's done a good job overall. Like, I don't want to hear or see comments about 
me saying that <clears throat> he sucks as an owner. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that they're the like the JC thing, the Travis Scott thing, there are a couple of decisions that I just flat out, plainly put, disagree with. And that's fine. That's an opinion-based thing. That's fine. That's kind of what the show's about, right? Disagreeing yeah. about things, talking about things, like but but yeah, like you know, you you kind of mentioned that the Jordan uh Jordan Clarkson thing is stuck in my craw, and it is because it doesn't make sense. You kept him because you like him, because you think he represents the organization well, and that's the wrong decision. It just is. I don't even disagree. Jordan's a great guy. Jordan represents the uh, the organization well. Jordan taking a picture with those kids today that's going around Twitter. That's what Jordan Clarkson is. Reality of the situation is you're going to lose him this summer unless you pony up, you know, 92 to $95 million. That's the reality of the situation. So I'm it just is. not willing to do that. And that's why it kind of bothers me. But outside of that, outside of Travis Scott and that whole situation, he's done a good job overall. And I do agree with the fact that I don't have to worry about Ryan Smith, you know, being, you know, driving drunk. I don't have to worry about Ryan Smith doing what Robert Sarver did. I don't have to worry about, you know, Ryan Smith doing things that that other owners have done that embarrass the city. I, I You don't. There's no way around that. He's done a damn good job. So to me, I just think every owner has the things that we're going to disagree with. The difference with Ryan Smith and the reason I would advocate for him is because the things that I disagree with with Ryan Smith are business activities like JC or Travis Scott. Now, if five people die at the Travis Scott concert, yeah, I'm going to have buddy's ass on this show because this has happened before and it just happened again under your watch. Nothing happens, we're good. We're good. And that's the nature of the beast as an owner in the NBA. So that's why I say I think we're fine right now. Yeah. But I think there's a lot on the line with the All-Star game. Yeah, listen, I think it is, it's really important. I, I support Ryan Smith 100%. But there are some things coming up that I think really make a difference. I think this, this new TV deal for the, for the Utah Jazz is a massive, massive one. Mm -hmm. This is hugely important. What happens with Jordan Clarkson now is hugely important. You, you and Jazz sources told us that Ryan Smith did not want to trade Jordan Clarkson. If you didn't trade Jordan Clarkson and then he walks away and you get nothing, that's a huge problem. That is a, that's a mistake that you did that. That's going to be a really interesting thing. What is the TV deal? What is the streaming deal? What is the uniform deal? What is the rebrands? Where are you? Because the arena looks great. The all-star game, I think, is going to be a, a, a smashing success. But it's been pretty average as far as other business think. This uniform rollout, mm -hmm. the Rudy Gobert contract, uh, you know, the Donovan trade, like all of these things, there, there's just this pile of question marks about him as an owner. Mm -hmm. But every day he owns his team, he gets better and better at it. Yeah, And I think that's what you just have to wait for. You know, you just have to wait for. Uh, Tom says, Tom, who's a member, says, he never sold me an affordable car with a great jazz sales package as a perk. Just saying. And a lot of people have said that. Like, you don't need to... The Miller family was a car industry titan. Larry H. Miller was a stud in the car industry. Yeah. Ryan's a Qualtrics guy. He's a tech guy. Different money stream, you know, same result. Hopefully they win a championship. You know, like I, it just, that's what you hope for, in my opinion. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, could it be Ryan and JC are related? Maybe they're best friends. You know, 
Okay. Maybe they're best friends. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, Jorge says, uh, Jake being dad for first time flips his heart. <laughs> 10 minutes from now, big Jake update. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Ryan Smith's close, close closet. Hello? Ryan Smith's closet is filled with affliction t-shirts and buckle jeans. Oh <laughs> Greg Hawkins going in. Affliction t-shirts. Going in. Uh, Tanner Plummer, I didn't know if I can ever forgive Ryan for towing my dad's car at the RSL game last summer. Is it Ryan's fault you parked in the no parking spot? Yeah, Ryan towed your car? That's pretty cool. The owner of the Jazz owns a tow truck too? I didn't know that. That's pretty neat. Uh, Jorge says, we love JC. Kyler Johnston um, says, I personally feel like JC was Ryan's chance to show us he wasn't going to interfere in basketball operations. Well, we'll see. Nobody ever said he wasn't going to interfere in basketball operations, dude. That wasn't what was, what was sold. No, I would agree with that. Yeah. Nobody ever said that, dude. What, What was, what was said was, Hey, Danny, I'm bringing Danny in as a BYU colleague who who I trust and as an NBA colleague who I trust to run this ship. But I am the owner and I have final say. That's, I mean, that's just what it is. And I respect that. I don't even have a problem with that. I mean, that's how it should be. You're the owner of the team. Yeah, I think it's just, I just think it's really interesting that Ryan, I don't know, I'm not, the, the word metal feels heavy. Did Ryan Smith metal? Eh, I don't know if I'm willing to say that. Yeah. That feels heavy to me. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, whoa, wait, Jake said something positive about JC. Miracles never cease. Yeah, I mean, I think I say positive stuff about JC pretty regularly. JC's infuriating. I think I my main and consistent take on Jordan Clarkson is he's the poster child of the organization. He's a, a phenomenal guy in the community. You love to have him in your organization, but he's a black hole in the basketball court. You give him the ball, it's he never is. coming back. And he that's is. just what it is. And yeah. I'm going to roast him when he steps out of bounds. Oh, he was fouled. Well, they didn't blow the whistle. So was he actually fouled? No, he wasn't. And he turned it over when he should have thrown it to Walker Kessler. Like, he, I'm not going to just let him off the hook for that. Nor should you. Nor should you. I think, I don't know, man. I look at, I look at what we get from, you know, I look at what we get from this situation with JC and Ryan Smith. I, I find it interesting. I also find this Eric Enemy story interesting today. Um, because I think this is a big one. I think that Eric Bieniemy, for those of you who didn't hear, Eric Bieniemy is about to become the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. I'm a man. I just can't help but feel like that's a step backward. Yeah. I can't help but feel like it's not, it, it is by definition a lateral move. He was an offensive coordinator. He's going to be an offensive coordinator. This is a step backward mm-hmm. for. For Eric Bieniemy to have to leave Kansas City to prove his worth is ridiculous. It's insulting. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to be like, well, you never called plays there. How do you know? Because Andy Reid disagrees with you on that. You know, the I think coach of the team. The absolute unanimous view that Eric Bieniemy won the Kansas City Chiefs the Super Bowl this year with his film study and his second half adjustments that Andy Reid says Eric B 